I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illinials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's like he doesn't want to live, but he can't bring himself to die either. It's Mr. Movies, Ben. I'm so glad we got one of the absolute best quotes of the movie out right now. <laughs> what an incredible way to describe Shinji Ikari. Yeah, the most, the, the most succinct definition of a character I've ever heard. There's only, there's only one quote, and it'll be better than that, and I can't wait until we get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, I might have, might have written it down, too. Let's see. So what we watched was Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time. What a title. <sighs> Final. Yeah, what, what a an title. incredible name. What an incredible and easy to explain to everyone around you name. Just completely mm-hmm. abandoning the pattern that they had set up in the last three. A troll to the end is what is what you could call Anno. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he hates his fans. He always has, always will. I said, he's George Lucas, man. He's the, he's the Japanese George Lucas. He really is. But maybe better? Who knows? <laughs> hey, maybe. I guess we'll compare them at the same age. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, the, how they stack up at different ages, you know? Yeah. Seth is quickly, I see Googling yeah. here to see what Wait, age I, they are. Well, because in my head for a second, I thought you meant like once Anno catches up, as if they can be the same age at some point. <laughs> <laughs> in about five years, Anno will be the same age as George Lucas. <laughs> and then they'll just kind of rise together. Yeah. I'm going to say Anno is 53 years old. Let's, let's fact check me on that real fast, because I am very curious, actually. I just, that's His, where my heart is. He was, he's 63 years old. Holy shit, wow, yes. okay. And George Lucas that is, is 79. Like, okay. So, okay. still a bit of an age gap there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'd call it, an age, an age gap relationship, for sure. Yeah, it, it would be <laughs> so problematic if that if anything were to happen between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. Poor naive sixty-three year old man. <laughs> he married a sixty-three year old man. That he's like that's less than that's more than fifteen year age gap. Yeah. It's like, isn't that disgusting? He took advantage of Anna. <laughs> <laughs> he saw an innocence in him. <laughs> he knows his mental state, and he took advantage yeah. of that. There's an argument there, actually. Actually, that I. That's a good question. Do you boys think that George Lucas has seen Evangelion? Ooh. Absolutely. I think he yeah. has. I think, especially mm. when once he's been retired for this long, doing fucking nothing, it's got to have floated by him at some point. And he's been like, you know what? I'll check it out. He has to have at least seen the first episode, I would say. Mm. I would say so. For sure. Mm-hmm. So 
this movie, the final movie of the Rebuild series, and perhaps the final Evangelion thing ever, especially by Anno, begins with the city of Paris painted red. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not only not only that, uh, even before we see that, we see the Toho logo. So this mm. is a Toho production, baby. Yeah. Oh, there is a story in that actually, a, mm-hmm. a very convoluted story about how Toho came to be on this movie. And it involves a lot of corporate bullshit and backstabbing oh, and wow. skullduggery. Oh wow! On the part of uh, Gainax, suing that, that, that did make Evangelion, they they fucked over Anno big time. He had to sue them because uh, they were selling production materials behind his back to various people. Wow! Like color pencils and stuff. Like animation cells and oh, stuff they were selling off. Got it. To... Oh wow! I saw some of those on sale on eBay recently. Yeah, yeah it was wild. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But yeah, with Toho. We get right into this red Paris nonsense. Uh, hey, you know what? We were asking at one point about the rest of the world in Evangelion, and we're here. We're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still don't get quite a bird's eye view that I want, but we do get this. And I mean, for. First of all, if you haven't watched the movie, you shouldn't be listening to this. But if you haven't watched the movie, when he says painted red, you might have a certain image in your head. What what he means is every surface is as red as it can possibly be. Mm. It is the reddest thing anyone has ever redded ever. <laughs> yep. It's redder than Reddit. And it actually it still has some texture to it, though. So it's not like uniform red. It has a weak, darker and lighter parts. So it creates a nice contrast. And the first thing we hear... Is of course Mari singing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As always, her songs always seem like nonsense to me. Is this a real song she's singing? Because it sounds like she's just, she's just singing sentences. If it is, I have no clue what it is. But <laughs> I guess both things are equally likely. Mm-hmm. And we we see that we got we got the gang out here. Ibuki is here. Yeah. The show. Hell yeah. Working her way up the ladder. Killing it. Such as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Working her way up the willy ladder. Yeah. The, the fucking red ass Eiffel Tower that's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So red. Um, I like that Unit 8 still doesn't have any arms. It has these big mechanical replacements because they yeah. can't grow new arms. It's like this mm-hmm. circular, like, I don't know, appendage that will, like, throw shit in 360 degrees around her. Almost better than an arm when it comes to combat yeah um and we see that the the um villa um cavalry ships are flying around her in in formation with the the space exosuit or the certain exosuit that she has on at the time it was such a cool image to start the movie off on mm-hmm. yeah and they're trying to do something they never explain to begin with what they're doing. They're like, they're like hacking, I guess? There's like a hacking scene that's yeah, happening Yeah, they're here. doing a cool little hacker scene. And all the regular goons are in plug suits now. Um, mm-hmm. With additional uh, helmets. Now they have... Yeah, like, they have the helmets. Ritzko's there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, at, uh, one point, there's, at one point, there's, uh, there's a ship just heading straight towards her. Doesn't move an inch. Does not care. She is just staring death in the face. She's seen some shit, and her life will not end on this day. And they're like, we have 420 seconds to accomplish our, our task. And I was like, interesting. I wonder they, if that's a reference. Yeah. <laughs> it shows a good number. Oh, yeah, that's a great number. 
Only have one better would have been 6,900 seconds. Okay. <laughs> You're in timeout now. Okay. All right. Goodbye, guys. And we, we see all these. We, they call them that these are Avas. Ava 42B or 42 something. 42As. Like, 42As, yes. Which, real quick, this is an incredibly pedantic thing to be upset about, but in... I'm sure you, did you get you guys watch this in English? I assume. Yes. The subtitles call them 44 A's every yes. single time, and any time that there is something that is called a 42 or a 52, anything that has a two in it, it changed to a four for some reason. I don't mm. know what if math is different between Japanese and English, but or Japanese English and American English, but it pissed me off every time I saw that it said 44 and they were saying 42. But yeah, they're like little quadcopter Avas, kind of. And there's like mm-hmm. a colony. They, they, call, they call it a colony. There's like a colony of these things coming at them. Like it's, it's a comical amount of, yeah. of Avas yeah. to just be running at you or flying and at they, you. And they all have spears sticking out of them. Yeah. And yep. my question is, what is the proper what is the proper plural term for multiple spear of Longinuses? Is it Longinuses? Is it Longini? Spears of Longinexes. 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 Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Longinese. Yeah, there we go. I liked I liked Ibuki's line here. This is why I hate young men. Which, <laughs> which is a line that we didn't even mention it. It is said in the third movie as well. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember who said it. If it was Katsuragi or one of the other goons who ends up saying it. But she says it. It's said right here. And mm-hmm. it might... It might come up later in the movie as well. Let's see. Mm. Um, but it is, it's an interesting... Because they say it, and each time it means something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of all culminates later on. But that's something that I've, I've, I pointed out. I had it in my notes last week. I didn't bring it up, and I, I beat myself up for not doing that. But yes, that's an important line. And I kind of want to go back and see if it was said in the first or second movies, and I didn't pick it up. Because that would be an interesting thing if it was said in every movie. And I... As, as someone comments on all these evas, they're like, "Oh man, this is in clear violation of the Vatican Treaty." <laughs> the Vatican Treaty is the it's the Dent Act of this movie. <laughs> the time when when Harvey Dent made crime illegal, the the brave thing he did. Um, <laughs> if that's what it, everyone's just like every time it, it violates the Vatican Treaty. And it's like, well, what can we can we see this Vatican Treaty? What what is the what are the rules? Yeah, what form of government is left to govern this govern this treaty anyway? Exactly, is the Vatican still there? Is the, like, is, is Vatican City carved out? Is everything else red and the Vatican City still operating? Yeah, is the Pope still in there calling shots? Like, what's happening? Does what is, the Pope have an Ava? What's exactly. going on? What does the Pope think about all this? Wouldn't it be cool if the Pope mobile like Transformer style just turned into an Ava? Yeah, maybe it did. Maybe it did. Hey, you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, so one of the cool things we get start to see in this this action scene that starts up is that not only is this new apparatus on Unit 08 a substitute for an arm, but whenever it has the guns, the the ammo just swings around wildly with it, and it it, it creates this really cool um, effect whenever she's falling and fighting, where the guns are circling around and the ammo is flying around as well. Um, and it also made me think about the fact that Mari, even starting in the second movie, she's always losing arms. Every time we... Mari just keeps losing more and more arms. I don't, maybe she'll lose more by the end of the movie. Who knows? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was just a cool design when she's like falling and fighting. It's just like a really cool like uh, piece of scenery or mm-hmm. design. 
Yeah, they spared no expense when it came to the fight scenes in this movie. Yeah. They got that Toho money this time around. And we see, we see the, uh, we see some, after, after she beats him up, more of like weird, like marching Avas show up, like tons of them. <laughs> this huge, like spider tank one with a fucking Positron cannon on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, she creates, whenever she's killing all the 42 A's, she creates a big, like a Katamari Damacy, like big ball, the 42 A's, um, as she's yep. destroying them before we see the boss enemy, as it's called. Yes. I like that a lot. And yeah, it has a positron cannon and it fires. This is the part where Ritzko stands there and watches the beam come at her as the ships mm-hmm. yeah. all converge as a shield and she doesn't give a single shit. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I love about this nerve boss enemy is that whenever you see Fuyutsuki, it just kind of looks like he's resigned to this. Like He's like, yes, I know I designed the biggest <laughs> killing machine in the entire world. Yes, it did. Villa's doing pretty good for what they have. Okay. Shoots Positron Cannon, destroys half the world. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is what I have to do. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just want to go home. Yep. <laughs> and so it fires, takes out all the ships, and but here's the problem. Oh, it's gonna fire again too fast. Can't stop it. Don't have enough time. So Mari has to sacrifice the Eiffel Tower. Oh yep. no. Uses the top part of the Eiffel Tower as a little spike. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Evangelion's not afraid to go big. Mm-mm. Especially here. Oh, yeah. With the money they have, finally, they're like, oh, okay, all right, sure. Yeah, we can finally afford to destroy the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> also, one really cool thing about the boss enemy, and this is actually something I've thought of in the past like as a cool fantasy or science fiction idea, is that its like tentacle legs are also drills. So as they like go around wildly, they can also destroy landscape in a very efficient manner. It was really cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a thought, but I'm going to hold it back because Ben has not seen the other thing. We, we need to show him. Oh, you're right. We don't want to talk about it because I know what you mean. It's, it's wild. Got it. Yeah. So they they win the hacking the hacking works the the big boss enemy is destroyed and we finally see those fucking those things I talked about last time those big black pillars what they do mm-hmm. they, so they somehow repel they reverse time mm. they restore things to the state before the third impact or third fourth fifth impact <clears throat> the near that will be the near third the impact. near third impact of course of mm. course um, but yeah they they're just little. Like proximity-based time travel capsules, essentially. That's an interesting take on it. My my take was they just cleanse the world of of whatever ha- what was done to it with the impact, which is kind of a form of time travel if you think about it. Because I mean <laughs> <Yes>. the <laughs> the third impact. I mean all all the stuff that's happened is just so monumental at this point that in my mind the only way to fix it is to literally go back in time. Yeah, I wonder if that I wonder if that idea is ever going to come back up in this movie. Hmm. Um, and then we get the opening credits. Yep. Yeah, there's actual opening credits for this yeah. one. I'm still very, very, very upset that in all four movies they never played the original theme song during the opening credits. I was so I was I've been telling myself. Since we started this podcast, that once I finally watched the fourth movie, they were going to have the song back. Did not have it. It's probably my, my number one worst thing about this movie, in my opinion. I was hoping for or at least an orchestral version of it. At I some know, point. yeah. I, I was kind of hoping for something to sneak in there. 
I know. Yeah, just a just a little fan service, not a lot, just a little. Yeah. But yeah, I think that. Go ahead. But uh, no, I was just going to talk about the uh, the opening sequence and what was going on in it. Yeah, so there's a walk. It's just you know Ray, Oscar, Shinji walking through a once again incredibly red landscape, and there are just a bunch of dope looking dead Avas all around them. Mm-hmm. There was one particular shot with like a, an Ava's arm up like, above and light shining through. You could, you could see the bones through the translucent skin, which yeah. was very Ugh. haunting. Gross. Yeah. And of course, Shinji is just still moping around. Uh, depressed, obviously, for multiple reasons. Uh, he just saw his... Uh, he just witnessed his lover get uh, his head blown up uh, in the previous film. And also, deep down, he knows that he is responsible for everything that he is seeing. Uh He's responsible for destroying half of the, half the world, half the population, and it's all sunk in. And uh, it's uh, he's not handling it very well. No, and Asuka is not helping as no. always. <laughs> um, not that she really needs to. Shinji's done some stuff. Yeah. Um. After they walk long enough, they they get a saving a little a little little bone thrown to them. Somebody comes to pick them up, mm-hmm. and boys. You Ben, you just mentioned the word fan service, mm-hmm. and if this is what fan service is, I'm so much in favor of it, mm-hmm. because this is where we get the old gang back together. Yeah, yes, Toji I, Suzuhara. Yes, I cheered. I cheered when I saw. It. There's I a moment. Like, yes, there's a moment we're gonna get to in probably about two minutes where I stood up out of my chair and I wrote it in my notes in all caps. Mm-hmm. But Toji showing up. Was so awesome. He's a doctor now. Yeah. Also, 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 I want to go back to the original, the first episode when I made fun of his voice actor. The voice actor sounds younger now than when they were <laughs> in school. He outgrew his voice somehow. Yes. Now he sounds like a 25, 30 year old guy. Mm-hmm. Which is what he would be. Yeah. In Which is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, Toji's a doctor, man, and he he's like trying to help uh, Shinji. Yep, get back on his feet. Mm-hmm. We find we see this little little village they live in. Obviously, a little kind of a little commune that is being helped out by a welfare system called Credit, made by uh, Willa. And it's spelled with a K. Credit with a K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we find out that Ray doesn't know what a cat is. Nope. She's she's like. Oh, it's kind of like a dog, but different. <laughs> she, he's like, well, let me tell you this real quick. <laughs> Ray don't know shit about fuck. No. That's one thing that becomes very apparent when she's around regular ass people for mm-hmm. more than two minutes is that she really doesn't know what anything. I mean, in the last movie, she asked what is like, and now she's asking what is a cat, and she gets into a lot of interesting questions. Yeah, but I will say like a lot of the people in the village are very patient with her, which yes. I really appreciate. I They're like. Loved all this stuff in the village. Me too. Yep. Me too. Yeah, we'll get, we'll we'll get into that. I think in a minute. But yeah, the uh, I thought it was funny how you know, of course cats would survive the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Of course, some little fuckers would, ha- would hang on somehow. He's <laughs> yeah. chilling under trains. They'll find their way around. All you need is about like six to survive, and they'll repopulate the entire planet. That's all they yeah. need. Yeah, they'll be fine. Also, a very a very visibly pregnant cat, which I thought was a very interesting touch. You know, not something you see very often. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm really trying to think about it. Throughout the entirety of the ri- the original series, I don't think we really saw a lot of animals outside of Pen Pen. I don't remember seeing like a dog or well, no, we saw a cat in one episode. I know I remember that for sure. But other than that, rarely any animals or pets. Yeah. Also, why is it that whatever Gendo has done to Ray, she knows what a dog is? Why? Why is the idea of a dog? Why has that been introduced to her? A pet in general. But not a cat, you know? So mm-hmm. weird. Well, G- G- Gendo's a dog guy. Was a dog person. That's true. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, let's sense. be honest. Gendo would be a dog guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. He couldn't stand the cat because the cat's too much like him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's competition. I don't think so. And Ben, <laughs> ben is also a dog guy. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. What are you trying to say? Why are your hands in front of your mouth, Ben? <laughs> I just lost in thought. That's all. I'm thinking. So I think we're about to get to the point here where Seth had his big moment. Class motherfucking rep, you guys. Yes. And he still he Toji is married to her and he still calls her class rep. Yep. <laughs> they have not been in school. School has not existed <laughs> in years. There is no such thing as formalized education anymore. And he still calls her class rep. Yeah. Oh, this my God. Father, her father is in the room. <laughs> it was at this moment. I literally paused the movie to go, fuck yes. you. Yes. And I got to say, Smith, your poker face is immaculate. Because last week yeah. I was talking about how I-, I was like, I was really invested for some reason in the Toji class rep stuff in the original series. And I wish we got more of that here. I probably should have waited until this. And it's like, yep. you knew the whole time and you didn't say shit. You kept your card so because we we had an extended conversation about how we haven't seen Class Rep or Toji or anybody for so long, and mm-hmm. you just you just say, you really held it in. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. We all y'all were so attached to those characters. I was like, I gotta let me surprised. I, I won't I won't say anything. And I was I was very happy. So we get to see Class Rep. They have a kid now. Um, Ray is in there, and there like, like Ben said, how they everybody in the village treats Ray so well. Because when they say, oh, hey, Ray, hi, Nami, you're here. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not Ray. Instead of, like, questioning her, they immediately say, oh, you must be a lookalike then. Cool. Move on with the day. Yeah. It was so nice. They were just mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. you're not Ray. That's fine. Okay. They've, they've seen weirder shit. Yeah. I guess at this point, you can't really uh, call anybody out for anything. Mm-hmm. The part where Ray sees the baby and she's like, why did you shrink him? Yeah. Like, why is it so <laughs> Small. Am I the only one who notices how small this guy is? <laughs> Why doesn't that cat have any hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's not shrunk, he's a baby. And she's like, what is a baby? Yeah. They're like, alright. <laughs> Let's start from ground from ground fucking the ground floor. Yeah. Work our way up. And then when when she sees class rep breastfeeding, she she like checks herself. Yep. She's like, mm-hmm. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> He's class where I was like, probably not. Not right now. Yeah, not, not yet. <laughs> Can you imagine how much work it would take to explain the birds and the bees to Ray Ayanami? Oh my god. It's probably not even worth it at the end of the day. <laughs> and we also then see that Kinsuke grew up too. Yes. Ida. 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 And he's just. Hanging out, got a got a bottle of something, you know, wants to hang out and have a good time. 
It's yeah. awesome. It's so fun. It's so yeah. nice. He still has a, he still has a, he still has a camera and he's still filming shit. Yeah. There's a moment when I was like, is this the whole movie? Is it just this? They're just going to be chilling in the village the rest of the movie? I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's about the first hour of the movie. It's, it is. It's nice. And they put some considerable time into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really nice after... Uh, after the last movie where almost everything familiar has been stripped away from us, it's finally nice to get some of these characters back that we really liked and just seeing everyone talk to each other, just having a good time, just living together. It was, it was refreshing. It felt good. It felt really good. It's a twist on a classic, <clears throat> not just anime, but it, it happens a lot of anime. Of the time skip, mm-hmm. where we come back a couple, like a ten or whatever years, and see how things have changed. It's it's very interesting because in most of those setups, you come back and see how things are different, and here you're like, how are things still the same in some ways? Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. What can I cling to here? Because I mean, the whole village is that right? It's like, oh man, parts of the world are not turned red and full of dead, you know, gods. There's there's still some places where things are okay. Mm-hmm. So at this point, um, Shinji decides to ride home with Ida and stay with him because I think being around Toji and class reps too much. Shinji doesn't decide. Though. I mean, yeah. Shinji is like, you, co- you he, could better come on. He me. does. I mean, first of all, Shinji, just go, let's go ahead and say it. He's not making any decisions or saying anything or uh, being at all emotive. Or even sitting upright. He's just, yeah. he's just laying in a corner. And at one point, I think it was, uh, I, I think, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was chastising him for not eating the food that was offered to him. It was, it was uh, uh, Class Rep's class dad. Class Rep's dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah. they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's probably not for the best. He, he needs to get out of here. Yeah. It was great how it was such a dad thing. We're going to be like, there's food being offered to you. You have to eat it. Eat the food, Shinji. <laughs> Put the food in your belly, Shinji. Um. <laughs> So we go back and the world is weird because while this part is still normal, there's like weird floating train cars and pieces of buildings and it's not explained. It doesn't have to be. It's just interesting. It just adds depth to the world, I think. Ida mentions that the near third impact pulled Toji and class rep together because at first they were still doing their little will they won't they thing. And then once they realized how important life was, they uh, they got together. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, Yeah, very sweet. And at, at Ida's home, we see Asuka's there, dressed in... <laughs> it's an outfit. I mean, it, it's close to nothing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but she has, a, she has a DSS choker on. This makes yeah. Shinji throw up. And when, when he first gets there, she's in the shower um, and naked. And she asks him, why aren't you getting all hot and flustered? <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you a nervous wreck right now? Yeah. Like well, now I definitely can't. Yeah, like old times. <laughs> I will say, like Shinji, at least has finally learned how to control himself in front of a naked girl. I'll say that mm. he's worked on yeah. himself, maybe not in the most positive way, but he's able to contain himself a bit. I also will give Shinji the, Shinji the benefit of how many times were most people around a naked girl before they were, you know, when they were in their fourteen-year-old. So yeah. he had to deal with something that most of us never have to at that age. A, mm-hmm. An inordinate amount of times. Yeah. And so this is crazy. Asuka is calling 
eat a kin kin yes and just hanging out with him yeah yeah. That threw that threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, because she doesn't she doesn't want to go into the village because Ida lives like right outside of it. So she's like, I don't want to go to the village. It's too weird there. Everyone's too normal. So I just hang out here. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. she says she doesn't like hanging around Lillen. Yes, yes. And I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I don't s- think you can say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can say it. That's our word. That's our word. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like when, well, it's like a lot has changed in fourteen years because now she's just randomly close to Ida, and mm-hmm. like I don't, I still don't know the situation. Like, are they just friends, or is there more going on there? Like, who knows? Well, the movie isn't going to give us any answers in that direction. Of course not. Like no. my when I first watched this, I was like, wait, hold on, is Kinsuke shacked up with a fucking girl who is technically twenty eight but looks fourteen? And he's physically 14. Is this what's happening? Well, he is but a now, Japanese like, man, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't want to... But n- now I get the vibe more that she's just some weirdo who lives in his house. And he's yeah. just sort of accepted it. Yeah. Like, she just walked in one day and never left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never show any signs of being in any kind of relationship. It's more just like, we live... We, we She hangs around here... When she's when she's around, and I I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah, barely wearing anything. Yeah, yeah. And this is when she drops the legendary line. We're talking about Shinji. Mm-hmm. He does mm-hmm. he doesn't want to live, but he can't bring himself to die. <laughs> Which <laughs> man? It took it took Anno a good like twenty something years to finally wrap Shinji up in a little bow with that mm-hmm. sentence. But man, I'm glad he did. Yeah, iconic. It's so funny how Ida is the is is going like, come on, Asha, give him a break. Like he's just trying to be like, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just be cool. We're 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 over it. Okay, we're the yeah. ones who got the actual most effect of it. We're over it. Mm-hmm. So be cool. And so the next day, they take Ray and just put her to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, there's a saga there of where Ray they tell her good night. And obviously she doesn't understand what that means. They explain it to her. And then they say good morning. And Ray having the inability to understand context doesn't get that one either. So they explain that to her. And then they're then yeah, they're like, well, if you're here, you gotta pitch in. So go to work. And she works with the most delightful old ladies uh, ever. Yeah. How delightful are these little ladies? No. They've been through so much, and it's just very heartwarming to see that they are able to maintain such an upbeat, positive attitude. Given yeah. their circumstances. Every scene with Ray and her older lady pals is just an, uh, top notch. It's where incredible. it's sitting here. I'm like, I wish I could have a slice of life anime. That's just these people hanging out. You know, mm-hmm. yep. I want a spinoff. Just yes. this. Yeah. Farm life Ray. That's what I want. <laughs> and they say, oh, she's Ms. Lookalike. And they just they, they call her Ms. Lookalike. Yep. There's nothing weird about that at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just go right to it. And she's like, what is work? It's like, well. <laughs> it's when you shed sweat together. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, they're right about that. <laughs> and we see her planting rice. And it is, just like in real life, a very fucking tedious job. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It's and slow I, and hard. I love, I love that she's still wearing her uh, plug suit the entire time with just work boots over it and a hat. Yep. And they're like, you can yep. change. And she's like, I'm good. And they're just like, okay. 
All right. Cool. Yeah. Probably sweating her ass off. It's like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't wear that out there. Does Ray Anami sweat? She does literally. Do oh, wait. Yeah, she does in this movie. Okay, I forgot. Uh, the entire time I was thinking, like, does she even sweat? But she does. You're right. Yeah. She, if anyone here doesn't sweat, it'll be Shinji. Because he's been through so much like shit like Prince Andrew went through that he, he probably can't sweat either. <laughs> <Prince Andrew>. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Prince Andrew was like, after the war, I couldn't sweat anymore. <laughs> Shinji's been through way more than wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So they, after a long day of work, they're like, hey, we got to take a bath. Once again, Ray doesn't really understand this, but once she's inside, she says that it makes her feel warm and fuzzy. No. Um, unlike LCL. Yeah. And as if she is alive. Mm-hmm. To which these old ladies just say, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say what is LCL or you are alive. They just yeah. say, that's nice. <laughs> she's going through it. Just let yeah. her get it out. I'll say this. All right, this whole this whole segment in the in Village Three, it makes me genuinely emotional. Yes, I shed genuine tears at certain parts of this at the dumbest stuff because this is just like to me. This is like this is a vision of a world after climate change or during it. This is environmental devastation has ruined so much of the world. It's like it's just it's so comforting i guess in a way and also sad to see a place where things are just gonna be are okay for a small number of people that have managed to struggle through horrific conditions and make it out the other end of this and it's like genuinely makes me choked up when i watch this whole segment mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's a it's a really beautiful part of the movie yeah it's gorgeous because it's these people and they're living a simple life together and they're so accepting of Ray and Shinji and all the weirdness. And it's just, and everyone's just okay. Mm-hmm. They're getting by day to day, which is at some point, all you're going to be able to ask for, you know? Yeah. It just feels like it feels good knowing that if the world completely gets torn apart, all the good people will somehow find each other and work together to bring things back. Yeah. To and live know. in a communist society. Yeah. What did he- like literally. Wait, hold on, guys. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Is Village 3 in Kurdit, is this Boulder, Colorado? <laughs> and then and then Tokyo th- or Tokyo 3 Nerve headquarters is Las Vegas? Is this the stand? Are we doing, are we doing the stand Maybe. <laughs> right now? Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking back to that t- after The Last of Us aired and that guy made a TikTok where he's like, oh, they're actually not in a communist society. It's an intentional community, which is different. So... This isn't communism because communism is bad and good things can't have communism in them. So just so you know, you're wrong. And I'm like, dude, it's communism. They say it in the show. They yeah. literally say it. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking idiot. That's besides the point. And I mean, like skipping ahead just a little bit here, Kinsuke at one point is like, hey, I don't live in the village and do work with everybody else. But in exchange, I'm a handyman and I do various things around the place. And I'm like, yeah, from each according to their ability to each, each according, according to, to their need. need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really just is that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. Speaking of Ida, once we get a, a look back at his place, we find out he's got a freaking GBA. Yeah. Sit, sit on a bed. What? God, what? That's probably got to be the the thing I've played the most in my entire life. I think when I when the GBA was big, I think I had it in my hand pretty much every moment that I was awake. Yeah, especially uh, one, especially once the SP came out. 
Yes. And when they had like po- Pokemon like Ruby and Sapphire, oh my mm-hmm. god. That's like a chunk of my life. Yeah, one of my core memories is when Pokemon Emerald came out, I sat there and I beat the whole thing in three days. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I went through that fast because I'd already played Sapphire. It's like, I know what I'm about, son. Yep. Speed run. Mm-hmm. What do you think Oscar's yeah. playing? I think blue and orange lights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah blue, blue and orange light. Advanced Wars, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we do see your screen at one point. Kind of looks like a weird Tetris type game. Your classic video game, basically. Yeah. And we get a scene here where Asuka starts to force feed Shinji, and it's done in the Sakuga style. So lots of money went into animating their bodies as they flail around, and she tries to shove food down his throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does a little 3D animation, and it is very off-putting. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it mirrored the end of Evangelion. It kind of does. Mm-hmm. For it, sure. It went into handheld cam mode. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. brings up one interesting behind the scene thing, behind the scenes uh, tidbit I learned about this movie when I did some research. Because now that I've watched everything Evangelion related, I can finally watch all these video essays without getting spoiled. Uh, usually, when you're making a movie, you do like storyboards, even especially for animated films. And this, Anno didn't do storyboards; he did a bunch of previs, like pre-visualization, which is basically what effects heavy movies do they make the before they actually make the movie they make the whole movie in a crew with crude cg models so they can show the artist you know where they want the camera to be during a certain position and to already plan things mm-hmm. out because he had already had all this experience with all the live action stuff he had been shooting in this time so he utilized a lot of those aspects with creating this animated film so he did a bunch of previs with like motion capture before they actually animated a lot of this movie so I think to some of what you just said, we can thank Shin Godzilla for Asuka force feeding Shinji. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to make that correlation. Yes. Okay. So after uh, Shinji gets force fed some rations, he just runs away, or that's what that's what that's what Asuka dramatically calls it. Yes. Or walks out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Nonchalant or just He's, sadly, solidly. He saunters out of the house. Yeah. Um, what does he find? Well, first of all, this is when Asuka says another incredible line, where she says, I'd never let him die selfishly with his head up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. An incredible yeah. way to describe Shinji Ikari. Yeah. <laughs> selfishly yep. with his head up his ass. <laughs> yeah, there he- is a lot of get over yourself here, Shinji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, we're over it. Why aren't you? Yeah, he, he he sees a familiar, not a familiar face, but a familiar type of face down at this ruined building that he finds. Oh, the old nerve head, uh, old nerve headquarters. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's what's hanging out down there in the water? Uh, Come on, folks, the hot, the hot springs penguins. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm Wait, over. It, it, I thought I missed some big angel face or something. I was supposed to know. Yeah, I, th- I thought that. Yeah, I thought they were later. Like, oh, what was one of them Pimpin, or is it just like a bunch of similar-looking penguins? There's no like sign that it is Pimpin, but it could be. I, so, yeah. I in my head canon, it's Pimpin. From yeah. me, Pimpin has to be alive. Yeah, Pimpin got out. He found. He reunited with his kind. Yeah, uh, that's the group from. That's the group from the ship they were on in the second one. They broke out. They have. Uh, they've colonized this clean area, and he's living his best life. 
And yeah, he just kind of hangs out there in this fucking abandoned building with penguins below him just sulking, essentially. Mm-hmm. We, we cut to the old lady crew and they're like, hey, you gotta give yourself a name. Yeah. Yeah. To Ray. And she's like, what's a name? Yeah, she's like, like oh how my do you God. do that? <sighs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> we, we we see her. There's a cool library train car, which is pretty neat mm-hmm. that she finds. Yep, yeah. she always finds a library, even if there's mm-hmm. even if there's no logical way there would be one around. There's a library for for Ray. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a lot of wandering around stuff here where she goes and she finds she finds Oscar to ask where Shinji is, and and Oscar is like, "Hey, listen, you know you're, you're like built in to have affection for Shinji, right? Like." It's just, it's hard-coded into you, and Ray's like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No problem. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I like it. I was pro- It's what I was programmed for. Yep. And there's just this sort of, like, unconditional kindness where she tries to give Shinji back his, his cassette player, and he, like, throws it away. And she picks it up again, and it's just like, she just accepts the fact that Shinji doesn't feel great right now, and mm-hmm. is okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, she said, "I learned you should return things that you um, that someone dropped," mm-hmm. which is a reference to something earlier in the film, right? Literally five minutes ago, she dropped a potato, and a little girl yes. came back to her. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which I guess so she said she just learned that. That means that when Ray dropped that potato and the little girl picked it up, Ray assumed that the little girl now owned that potato and was going to run away forever. <laughs> <laughs> Ray didn't. Hey, Ray doesn't understand the concept of uh, personal property. She's just like, yeah, you gotta learn about this. This, okay. this is mine. Maybe it's because maybe it's because her whole life she's been personal property. Yeah, you know. Maybe that's why. Um, and we we get a little, just a a nice little montage about the the village and the farm. Some like still images of like Ray going around all the little scenery. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah, whole time Shinji's still over there sulking, and every now and again we see that Asuka is following him around, uh, kind of uh, trying to hide from him, just making sure he's okay. Yeah, doesn't want to admit it. But I really love the shot you talk about when, they, when we see him down at the lake side of the Nerf headquarters. Is it such a wide shot, and you see the sky, the water, the facility, and Shinji, and Shinji is so small in the shot. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's really supposed to drive home the idea that, like, in the whole the whole vastness that is the world, even in the current its current state, Shinji is such a small part of it. He needs to kind of realize that, you know, he he's smaller than the collective, you know. And I think it's just a really cool way to illustrate that visually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and we get a nice scene where Kinsuke takes Shinji around on his job to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought this was a, an interesting little metaphor for uh, some Evangelion fans. There's this concept in Japan called the Hikikomori, which are people who are usually young men who are homebound and don't ever go outside. They they stay in their rooms, they're shut in, they're kind of like the otaku type thing, but they're more depressed than otaku. And I feel like Shinji is kind of a commentary on this social phenomenon, and here we have his friend Ida, who is the same age as him, chronologically speaking, but is has matured and grown up and found a place in the world. This is him trying to teach that, you know, stunted, shut-in person, like, here's how you live and do things. Yeah. yeah. I think Shinji's always kind of been a surrogate for 
uh, for the those kinds of people, uh, especially the kind of fans that Ano seems to really dislike, especially in End of Ava with like Shinji just doing all that heinous shit. It's like this is how my fans treat my characters, and I don't like it. Yeah, and I do think I do think that he he doesn't like them, but he also has in this in this, in this movie a lot of sympathy. For hey, you could be better, and here's how you do it. Here's the metaphor for how how you could not be that way anymore. Yeah, showing how much he's uh, grown as a person. Uh, he's grown into an adult himself, so to speak, uh, over the last twenty years or so. Because I heard that uh, in a in a few interviews with some of the original Japanese voice actors, uh, they talked about how hectic the original uh, the doing the original show was. But when they came back to do the rebuilds, they it said it was like Anno grew up. It's like he's finally an adult now. So once again, we see a lot of him inside of Shinji. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just love how Kinsuke keeps talking about like the the responsibility they had to the environment. You know how to not mess with the trees and keep an eye on the water levels. And mm-hmm. we get one fish a week, like. Again, very, very pointed metaphors, I think, about the environment and our custodianship over it. They should have clipped this, and Ipa should should be using this as, like, an advertisement for, like, recycling or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Ida, his job is to maintain infrastructure, basically, for um, the new world they've kind of created, which is, like, the most Ida job to possibly have in a post-apocalypse <laughs> world. Yeah, and it just shows like again like this is sort of like your vision of a communist uh, utopia or not utopia commune or small village like Ida has his role and he goes and performs it and he does other things too on top of that you know he's like he said he still films things still got a camera he goes and drinks with his friends and it's just like there's a better way you could live mm-hmm. you know and this is kind of showing you it's also showing you in a very Star Trek way <laughs> I had to go through it first to get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go through just just a little bit of hardship to get there. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Just, just, just. What, what was it? Two apocalypses. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. a near third. Mm. How could I forget? <laughs> the near part is very important. We also get this really interesting thing here of these like wandering headless avas. Ooh. Yeah, one just kind of gets up, starts walking around, and he mm-hmm. does like. It happens. They do that sometimes. Just, just normal, mm-hmm. everyday stuff here. Don't think about it. Some very spooky shit. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down this line. I don't know who. I think it's one of the old ladies who says this. It's so good. It says, "Right now is the youngest you'll ever be." Mm. Tell me about it. Yeah. Or no, no. I think it was class rep that says this. Actually. That makes sense. When she, t- when she, when she tells Ray about how repetition isn't a bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes yes. if your day is okay, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. And then, once again, just to, to go to the next level of everyone in the town being nice, class rep and Toji are just like, hey, Ray, you can live here. Yeah. You can, you can just live here, by the way. Forever. Our ch- no yeah, strings. Our, ch- our child seems to really like you, so do you want, you want to help? <laughs> you want to help raise this child? Oh man, the part where Ray is carrying baby around in her own little like back baby Bjorn type yeah. thing, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. Uh, emotional again. Yeah, it's so sweet. Just knowing that I think- Ray can just never really have a life like this, given her circumstance. 
she was forcibly born into a world that she didn't ask to be born into. Like, I know, I know a lot of us say that. It's like, I didn't ask to be here, but she literally was created and put on this earth for no reason. Well, for, uh, well, not for no reason, but for a very particular reason, but she just can't live a normal life for reasons that we see later. Yep. yep. Um, she asked Shinji to give her her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Shinji is starting to open up more, and he's actively yeah. talking to people now, holding conversations, practicing his fishing. Yep. yep. And there's an implication, I think, Asuka asks about Ray on point. I think she kind of knows the deal with Ray. Yeah. What's going to happen to her? Mm-hmm. So you see her fucking uh, pass out, like she just goes unconscious or while reading a book to the baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shutting down. Her plug suit kind of knocks her out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she she sees a vision of all the the Ray copies at Nerve. And there's like a, a moment here where Toji's walking around with Shinji talking about the, the, the time in the interim, how hard things were, you know, after the near third unpack, trying to survive and everything. And he's like, I did a lot of things I'm not proud of for my family. And I'm like, is there a whole like Joel from The Last of Us backstory for Toji where he was like eating people or something? Like, what's going on here? I want to see that spinoff. That's what I want to see. Yes. <laughs> he just has a big puffy beard. Just like blood stained clothes. They they they're able to like wrangle down one of those wandering Ava's and eat the meat from inside. They're yeah. cooking that over a bonfire. <laughs> All with like spears, just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking dark times. <laughs> <laughs> They're dressed in rags and shit, and then all of a sudden the fucking I don't even know what would show up because the the Wunder wasn't even around then. I guess mm-hmm. a regular plane, a helicopter would show yeah. up and be like Guys, literally five miles from here, we have a village. <laughs> They're walking around like cavemen. Yeah. And it, it goes even farther because now Toji invites Shinji to live with them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently Shinji or Toji and Class Rep are just eager for roommates. <laughs> so we gotta have somebody. We got more people in this house. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. We can't just see each other this whole time. And and Kinsuke or Ida gives uh, uh, Shinji the best advice in the whole movie, which is just have a talk with your dad. You know, just sit down, have a long talk with him, because you'll regret it if you don't. Yeah. If uh, it's like that, it's just like that. Uh, it's always sunny bit where they're like, "Oh, you should just get a job." And he's like, "Oh yeah, because let me just put myself in my job cannon and shoot myself into job world where jobs grow on jobbies." <laughs> it's like, yeah, let me just go talk to Gendo Akari. Let me just sit down with him and have a normal chat like two people. Let me call him on my cell phone because oh, yeah. I obviously have his number. Oh yeah, let me try that. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And it just rings forever. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, oh yeah, I've tried I've that. Been- there's no cell surface anymore. Yeah, All right. the cell towers got knocked down. <laughs> the fucking world ended. Yeah. Verizon doesn't is isn't to... in operation anymore. Also, my dad's trying to, like, I don't know, maybe genocide us all? Save us all? I can't tell. Yeah. Um, there is, like, it's just, like... Also, that this part, when he, ha- he says this, they're standing in front of, I guess, what is Ida's father's grave. Yeah. And you see them them all doing the, like, traditional Japanese sort of, like, Shinto thing, which is so weird to see to see Shinji and especially Asuka doing it. But it's like, she's matured so much over time. Mm-hmm. Just changed in, in a positive way. You yeah. know, that now she'll observe these small social rituals she would not have done before. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so when we get back into the village, we see that Ray loves cats now. Like cats really get Ray, mm-hmm. and she's <laughs> loving them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was right down here. Yeah, her and her gaggle of old women. When when she's doing, she's changing clothes and she finds her old outfit. She again. gets an OG outfit. Yeah. And they're just saying stuff like, "I'd love to have you as my st- as my daughter in law or whatever." I'm just like, "This is so fucking wholesome." Yeah, I was kind of hoping that over time she would slowly adopt their dialect and start talking like them. That would be good. Just be influenced by everything around her. Um, but then Kinsuke takes Shiji to meet someone very important <laughs> we have never seen until this very moment. We find mm-hmm. out that Katsuragi and Kaji had a kid whoa which implies or not implies it they say that at the end of 2.22 katsuragi was pregnant Mm -hmm. during that end of the world moment interesting some point kaji split them cheeks and (laughs) left a little load inside and next thing you know let's maybe we don't maybe we don't (laughs) describe it like that the beautiful process of making love you know uh yeah Yeah. bearing a child let's not (laughs) <laughs> describe it as leaving it something now. there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just dropping off something. I'll be back in nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Gave her a little gift, you know. If only. If only. Yeah. Um. But yeah, now he he works for credit. Little. Yep. I don't actually know if Japan does the idea of a junior or not, because he's just called Ryoji Kaji. He's the exact same name as his dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if junior exists or if it, you, just, you just don't do that. I never looked it up. Maybe I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I also don't. I Every time I learn the Japanese like name, surname thing, I'll, I still get it mixed up every time. So I, haven't, I still haven't completely learned it. Um. But yeah, I don't imagine they have the, the, the junior thing. But this is where we finally get some information about what happened to Kaji. The end of yep. 2.22. We find out he sacrificed himself to stop the near third impact. Mm-hmm. How? Never explained. Mm-mm. Well, I don't, I mean, this is a little later on in the movie. But it doesn't matter. We, we learned that he does it in order to get some very important data as well. But we still mm-hmm. don't really, we don't know what. We don't know what he did. Like, right. did he just walk into a computer and g- grab a file <laughs> and then throw it out for someone to grab while he while it exploded? <laughs> he, he puts on the Tron suit. Yeah. I just keep seeing the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, Kaji crawling through a microwave hallway and his suit's <laughs> exploding. And we see everyone, everyone about to get killed. And he's like, oh, I gotta make it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, know, we don't know how it happened, but yeah, we were told that he did die uh, doing that, and that Katsuragi did not think she would make a very good mother. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, you know what? Fair. Yeah. Obviously, she had a lot on her plate. Yeah. Because <laughs> it obviously worked so well with uh, Gendo and Shinji. Just doing it like that. I just love the mirror there, though, right? Yeah. She becomes Gendo. She does, yeah. She becomes a, a bit of... Fuyutsuki. She becomes a bit of Gendo and a bit of her own father by the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a good point oh. about um, Ritsuko becoming Fuyutsuki. There's a movie with guys and right-hand men. Mm-hmm. If you see one later, it's pretty wild, too. But, uh, but True. yeah. Um, yeah, we see that. I wrote down here, Ray has red hole in hand. Because Ray has a red hole in her hand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
she she has accepted her fate basically yeah what's gonna happen to her mm-hmm. and, and she, she starts to cry act, yeah yeah she does she's like oh these tears come out of my face I just, I just love Ray's way of saying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that, um, and this is a stretch, but I, I have to do it. You know that I think you should leave sketch where the guy's going around like, and everything he sees is a motorcycle. And he's like, oh, a motorcycle <laughs> with two wheels? A motorcycle <laughs> with four wheels? That's Ray, but with everything in the world. She's yeah, like, wait, yeah. this thing is like a, a dog, but smaller? This is like a person, but smaller? What the <laughs> heck? There's tears coming out of my eyes? This water came out of me? Whoa! <laughs> Crazy. Can you imagine like Ray's career as a YouTuber? <laughs> it's called Ray Reviews, and it's yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, today I was outside and I found this, and she just lifts her hand up, and it's just a fucking little tiny like frog, and she's just like, it's like a lizard. But shorter. <laughs> Last night I watched a strength contest between Logan Paul and KSI, and uh, it was uh, it was a new a new experience for me. <laughs> She's like, I just went and saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> I decided to do the uh, classic Oppenheimer lunch hit blunt Barbie rotation. <laughs> Yep. She's like, I really, I related a lot to the character of Barbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? All of them? Yep. Everyone. Every it single one. Mostly weird Barbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot like the sound of music, only in that it was also a movie that I once saw. <laughs> it's like that incredible tweet where the guy's like, guy who's only ever seen Boss Baby before watches another movie. This is a lot like Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but yeah, we we have to add some levity to, to what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because her final act is to go see Shinji and basically tell him that you know she like liked him and wished she could have spent the rest of her life here in this place, but sadly she cannot because of the circumstances of her creation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. And the least surprising thing ever, she explodes into a puddle of LCL. Mm-hmm. To which I had to once again pause the movie and think about the consequences of everything that I've done up to this point. Yeah. I did love, though, that how this time it's Ray who dissolves into LCL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not her dissolving everybody else in LCL. <laughs> what comes around goes around. Yep. And I just love the fact that when this happens, Shinji doesn't fall into despair. Yeah. Or despondency. Yeah. He's nope. grown. Mm-hmm. He's stronger now. He has to be fa- Yeah, to be fair, he has no more tears left to cry because he spent like the last month or so just sulking. Yes. Maybe that's maybe that's what's on that cassette player is the Ariana Grande song No Tears Left to Cry. <laughs> um it's just, it's just a bunch of songs about crying. <laughs> no woman, no cry. When doves cry, cry me a river. Cry me a river. <laughs> Shinji took that one as a challenge. <laughs> Big girls hired photography of tears for fears. <laughs> Big girls go. don't cry. A Blu-ray copy of Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho. <laughs> the crying game on Blu-ray. Yeah. 
<laughs> all that on his little cassette tape. It's crazy. Yeah. He got crimes of the future, but he, he thought it was spelled differently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crying of the future. Um, and another a, cry. a great bit here is once once he's like up on his feet and he's back in action. He's back in the old school outfit, kind of like uh, uh, Ray just was. Of course, yeah, yeah. his old school outfit is very simple, but I still love that it was there. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's so great. You've never been so fucking excited to see a guy wearing a white shirt and black pants. <laughs> a white <before>. shirt tucked <laughs> in, black pants. Yep. <laughs> We're back in business, boys. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. I just love, we see Credit is here dropping off supplies for the village. They, they mentioned that they're not self-sustaining. They have to, they, they rely on trade with other, other places. But like, the world is continuing to go on. Just in a weakened state. And we barely see any of it, except for small parts. And I like the implication, though, that there are more people out there struggling through this together Mm -hmm. and helping one another. Yeah. And so Shinji's like, hey, I'm ready to go back. Let's do this. And Asuka's like, all right, cool. Cool. (laughs) Tasers him. Stuns his I love. I just love that. Because that, that to me, Ben, I'm not, I'm not sure which one I agree with more, but to me that makes me think that when she was following Shinji around, it was maybe a little bit because she cared about it and didn't want to say it, but also she was keeping an eye on him for, for uh, Villa as well, maybe. Yeah. Most She's likely. Like, I hope he steps out of line so I can taser his ass. Yeah. Yes, that's the thought right there. And we saw her with a clock earlier, so she was probably ready to use that too if need be. That's right. She's going to fucking smoke, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me gun. shoot you. <laughs> I was like, it's just a knock at the door. Calm down. <laughs> and this is where basically a new movie starts. Mm-hmm. We kind of yes. had our slice of life, nice village movie. And now we're back into the Willa military. We got to stop the true end of the world story. Mm. Um, I'm always going to, I'm going to miss that farm story. But yeah, we got to do the rest. And they're like, we're not going to put a choker on on uh, Shinji's sound. We're just going to put him in a room that's primed to explode. <laughs> and I thought, first of all, not as good. Not as effective as before. Yep, there we go. But also, every single method you have ever tried to contain Shinji Ikari has never worked. Mm-mm. So why are you still doing it? Mm-hmm. Just, you might as well turn his ass loose. Let him go wherever he wants. Let's go there anyway. That's yeah. essentially, and the thing is, that's essentially what they're doing. Like right. It, it, at the end, like there's an undercurrent of this decision where it's kind of like Katsuragi, without saying it, is kind of like, I can't do this to Shinji. I I still kind of accept that he might be the key to saving everything. Yeah. Even though I I spent years saying I don't trust him, I think he's gonna fix things. So I can't, in good conscience, put the DSS choker on him anymore. I also think it's funny that when Shinji wakes back up, one of the first people he sees is Sakura. And the first thing she she does is slaps him. I told you not to get in the Ava. (laughs) Why did you do this to me? It's like, why do you care? Now you fucked up. (laughs) I think she might care because last time he got into an Ava, it killed most of humanity. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's like, I told you. Why didn't you listen to me? Yep. Also, when we get to see Mari again, which is nice, and when her and Asuka hug, Mari is in there. Mari's mm-hmm. in there like swimwear, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a uh, <laughs> is there is there something here? 
to me, the far weirder part was that Asuka just stands there and lets it happen. Yeah, Asuka didn't Can see you imagine old Asuka doing this? I mm-hmm. cannot. Like, she's been worn down over the last 14 years, I would imagine. That's what it feels like. Mari has broken through her barriers. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought that. I thought that at first, too. But there's a moment a little later in the movie that I'll, I'll talk about a bit where I'm like, Maybe, maybe Asuka, maybe there's something there. Maybe not like mm. they're going to be a couple, but maybe where Asuka is just like, I'm not, a, I'm not really against this. I could, I kind mm-hmm. of enjoy it. We also find out that Villa was Kaji's creation. Mm. Yes. This was his spy shit. Apparently all along was making this happen. And Katsuragi took up the helm after his, his death, his death, obviously. Um, there's a, a really great line after, first of all, we, we show off that Willa has an arc to preserve all life forms. Yes. And while talking about it with Ritsuko and discussing that, you know, how Kaji died for um, important reasons, she says Kaji killed himself, contradicting himself and being selfish all at once, <laughs> which is just a great way to sum up Kaji as well. Mm-hmm. He, he's a guy who can do it both ways. The women of this movie seem to think that men killing themselves is selfish. Hmm. Suicide is badass, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> but I, I love how this whole scene, by the way, they're like, all right, here you go. Sh- sign this, Captain. And she's like, all right, cool. Signing it. All right, you've signed over control. I'm like, to who? By what? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> who is the notary in Willa? Yeah. Who is it? I want to see the contract. Yeah. You're in a fucking flying boat built on the back of a dead god in outer space over a planet where apparently 90% of humanity is gone. Who, who is, who, yeah, who's, who's an notary? Yeah. What is who do you it, file this with? What is being signed? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Where's the filing cabinet? What is, where's, <laughs> where is the paper trail? What is this? <laughs> just go fucking Our do fo- it. If you need to do it, just right. do it. Okay. Uh-huh. Are folks paying taxes? <laughs> like, is, is Villa an NGO? Is, is, is Credit a fucking charitable organization? Can you donate to them? What's going on? <laughs> is it tax deductible? I feel like this is just them making up bullshit to feel like things are still normal. That's my explanation for it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get our title card at yeah. an hour and three minutes in. Where... Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Ben, I think you've pointed been pointing this out historically. Um, in the last couple of movies, they've been putting that title card at almost exactly like fifty three minutes. Yes, in like two straight movies, mm-hmm. and then I guess this one's a little longer, so they stretched it out. But it was interesting that it was it's o- only ten minutes later that they do it in this one. Yeah. Also, like something that happened before this uh, that we didn't really talk about was uh, it was an exchange between Oscar and Mari, and Oscar goes, "That child doesn't need a lover; he needs a mother." <laughs> I mean. Asuka is just just throwing out winners in this movie. Yeah, she can't yeah. be stopped. Yeah, she's the MVP of this movie. If I had to say, in regards to one-liners, this is this is her, this is her flu game. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she is, as the kids, I believe, say, savage. <laughs> yes, they did say that five years ago. God damn, I'm so yeah. behind. What do they say now? I don't know. She, I'm not she, young anymore. She lit. Yeah. She's got that riz. She, That's what they say. There we go. That's what I've heard. I've well, heard Riz. Yeah. well, I think I think Mari is the Rizzer in this oh, yeah. in this movie. She's the Riz King. Yeah, she's the Rizzer of Oz. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone too far. She's the baby Gronk of this area. Oh, no. <laughs> Not baby Gronk. <laughs> for, forever immor- immortalized, our episode about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 will have a reference to baby Gronk in it. <laughs> Something that probably no one is going to care about in six months. Yeah. Probably don't care about it now. <laughs> yeah. Pro- actually, that's probably true. Yeah. I barely know what it is, just so we know. I think it's a person, and they did some things. It is a baby. And I just know there was mm-hmm. a lot of jokes about a famous baby, baby. A baby that looks I like think, Gronk, but is not in no way dino- related to Gronk. Something to do with the dinosaur, I think, because that was a dinosaur, right? Gronk? It's, uh, in the movies? The football yeah. player, but yes. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I love, I love personally when Katsuragi is like, Kaji wanted this ship to be an arc that would preserve life, but I made it into a combat ship that saves lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once again, do it in both ways. Yeah. Yep. Um, a little after the title card, we see uh, Ka- Katsuragi sees the picture of Shinji and Ryoji. Has a little, little moment there. It's nice. And we finally get to cut over to fucking Gendo and Fuyutsuki. Yeah. Yeah. Who's being very catty right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fiyuski, who is even older than the last movie, obviously. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think, in the last movie, he was about 95. <laughs> He's 110. Yeah. <laughs> Despite only two years <laughs> passing. He's aging exponentially at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has no time. Well, he has no time for Gendo shit. That was the rest. The rest of his life was for that. Now he's just like, he's marathoning towards the end. <laughs> He's like, just let me press a button and end all this, and I'll do it right now. He has the anti-curse of Ava, where he's just getting yes. older at an exponential <laughs> rate. He is soaking all the years that everyone else is <laughs> losing. There's a character in the Terry Pratchett novel, Guards, Guards, Captain Sam Vimes, who was described as, her, as his problem in life is he was born one drink short. Of being normal. And that's Fuyutsuki. He is one drink short of normal. Yes. That's an incredible way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we see we see uh, they're getting ready for the final battle. At this point where Asuka is talking some shit and her eye patch glows blue again mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. Which I thought was very fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We also yeah, see... We also get to see that the Willa members before the battle put on a blue-green bandana that mm-hmm. is to commemorate Kaji. Yeah. Because it's a member, it's a color of the land and sea coming together. Yeah, very cute, very cute. They all match, and and now everybody, everybody, sorry, no, uh, and everybody we usually don't see in like plug suits and battle suits. They hop in them. Even yep. e- even Sakura has to get in one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. They they wear a bandana on their arm, one for each person they lost during the storming of Nerve. Because this time in this in this version of things. They stormed Nerve yeah. rather yeah. than uh, Sele. It was Villa that stormed Nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just imagine how many things happen that we that only, are only implied in this whole movie. You know yeah. the huge events that happen. That's yeah. why I, I sincerely need to rewatch it sometime because I think there's just little things I'll pick up on as I go. Um, much like the best gamer gear there is, the new plug suits are full of fully compatible with RGB. <laughs> they throw those things on we get a little rainbow action mm-hmm. all i think was just like yep this is this is some gamer shit this is where's your matching fucking uh keyboard and mouse yeah 
And this is where my moment between Asuka and Mari happens. They're on their way, you know, to go suit up the and they're like, hey, let's take a little pit stop. And just the the way they communicate it to each other, I can't put it into words, but there's a way that they look at each other and kind of their their body language where I'm like, they're a little familiar. I don't know what it is. It's it's harder to it just like that one scene of them like going decide to go see Shinji feels like it could have been out of like one of those like vibes videos you see of, of like some lo-fi music in the background and just like a bunch of like you know a bunch of romantic shit happening. I loved it. It mm-hmm. was nice. I have you know what Seth? Actually, I have a point two of this that later on we'll talk about. Okay. But yeah, they decided to go visit Shinji. And man, if you thought Mari was laying it on thick with Asuka, man, she is, she has taken up the role that Kaji left behind <laughs> of just going in and flirting hard. No boundaries, yep. none whatsoever. Just getting all up on Shinji, making all kinds of crazy comments. Asuka admits that she had a crush on Shinji in the past, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it was crazy that she still think that she still thinks about that one box lunch uh, he yes. made for her fourteen year or sixteen years ago. Now it's like, yeah, it was really tasty. I think I had a crush on you back then, but I became an adult before you did. Yep, yep. And she before this, she asked, you know, she asked him, you know, why do you think I kicked your ass or want to kick your ass that time? And it's because he's they eventually just decide on he tried to escape responsibility, mm-hmm. which was a really good way to put it of like. Sure, he felt remorse, and he didn't want to kill her when she was Unit 3, but he also didn't do much otherwise, you know? And and once again, there's one thing about this movie that we'll talk about more at the end, I'm sure. But one thing I was not expecting going into this movie, knowing everything I know about Evangelion, was to get this level of closure. Mm. I really expected this movie to be... I expected it to be kind of like, good and like kind of close out the main storyline, but I really didn't expect this much individual closure with characters. And it's just, I really, really love that we got it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very important for Shinji to realize what he actually did wrong, aside from almost kill everybody in the, or pretty much kill everybody in the entire world. But there's still other deeper character things he did wrong. And I, I just love that it's all coming to a head. Yeah. From this point on, Shinji's just kind of going through and, uh, cross the names off the list of people that he feels like he's wronged or uh, feels like he's he's screwed over at some point. And it kind of reminded me of the uh, Breaking Bad finale, where for most of it, it's just Walt just going through all the past people from his life and either just explaining his situation or... Yeah. Uh, or pointing a gun at them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I think, I think this is a much lighter uh, version yeah. of that. I'll say this. I feel like Shinji, the near third impact was not really his fault. He didn't know, he understand what he was doing. Yeah. Sure. But you, you can't lay that out. But you, the, the thing is, he apologized for something he actually did wrong, mm-hmm. right? Which you said. He apologized for not either saving or killing Asuka fast enough. You know, trying to escape responsibility. Mm-hmm. That was what he actually did wrong. Everyone wants to blame him for the impact, but that's not really his thing. Yeah. But he, so he, it's, it's, it's good to see him sort out what he actually did wrong mm-hmm. from what he couldn't actually control. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and shows, it shows maturity. I've already forgotten if we actually said the specific line, but, um, when Asuka admits she has a crush on Shinji, she says a really good line of, I had a crush on you, but I'm an adult ahead of you. 
Yeah. 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 You said that. Okay. Which is a great, just a great way to, to kind of once again, put a, put words to this feeling that you've had um, from the past couple of movies. Mm-hmm. And I like this little part here, by the way, where we see the Wunder uh, eject the seed uh, capsules, which are themselves shaped like seeds. That's yeah. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And they put them, they say, they say they put them in the L5. Do y'all know what the L5 is? Uh, no. There are these things called the L points, the Grange points around Earth, <clears throat> which are positioned in such a way that they're between the Earth and the Moon at just right to where if you put something there, it will stay there. It won't fall towards Earth. It won't fall towards the moon. It requires no propulsion to stay there. So they're, they're stable points. So you put something there, it'll remain there basically forever. Mm. So it was, it was nice to see that referenced. Yeah. We start to learn a lot about the um, L containment field. Because mm. um, they said they're right above the L containment field, which is an area that refuses all life born of original sin. Mm. Once again, regular sentence to say in this world. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm going to s- start uh, describing human beings that uh, that I don't like. <laughs> they were born with original sin. So I describe my bedroom, <laughs> a place that rejects all the beings born. Yeah. With original sin. Your your bedroom cer- certainly is an L containment field. Um, right. <laughs> I, by the way, this is where the movie just starts to get fucking nuts. Like, yeah. it's all balls to the wall from here on out. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there other moments when I was... I was re- I rewound the description of the L containment field probably three or four times when I watched it. Because I was like, let me write all this down and then parse it in my own brain. Because mm. they're not talking to me. They're talking to each other. Yeah. Mm. And I love that they, they're they over the L containment field and all of a sudden they're like, alright, we're going to find a place to dive down. Like a fucking like his World War II submarines. And then suddenly exploding out of it is another ship like the Wunder. And the, the way they do this match cut is so good. The ship comes up out of it and it cuts to Fuyutsuki who is matching its motion also going up to the, like, daggling to the side because mm-hmm. yeah. he's piloting it. I was like, that's such a fucking, it's just great. You know, yeah. I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's another ship capable of deicide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't nothing ever does be normal around here. Mm-mm. And this is where we meet the Ava Infinites. Mm-hmm. Once again, they're just like, oh, it's a swarm of Ava Infinites. And I'm like, can we slow down and explain what that means? Mm-hmm. I also love how the ships sound like monsters when they roar, yes. like, almost like Godzilla monsters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they fly. Oh, go ahead. And don't the, uh, don't the uh, Ava Infinites, don't they just have like skulls for heads? Yep. Yeah. Scary, scary mm-hmm. shit. Scary shit. And as they dive down into the Ava Infinites, they fight another fucking ship. There's a third ship oh, down here. Near. Yeah. We have to get past. <laughs> yeah. So we get this really cool falling, like a falling fight scene with Unit 02 and 08. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. First, they, okay. they, they sustain the attacks from the two oh, ships. Yeah. They, fire, they fire tons of battleships down like missiles to, to onto Unit 13. Yes. Which just look, it just looked cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just it's like, the scale of the stuff is just getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then they launch units uh, two and eight down there. Yeah, on aircraft carriers. By the way, they're riding aircraft carriers down. Hell yeah! Little, little <laughs> and there's this really cool mechanic in the um, scene where uh, Mari is constantly passing Asuka new weapons. Like she uses, and the thing is, these are like big ass like melee weapons. You know, some are like 
chainsaws, kind of. And it's not like they run out of ammo. I think it's just Asuka gets bored of them. So they keep giving her new <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because it's not any less effective than it was before. It's still just beating the shit out of stuff. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, switch on to this one. And then it's like a double-ended chainsaw. And then there's this one. Mm. And I just thought it was... It has to be just because they have so much cool shit. They got to keep throwing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought there was a designer who was in the room who was just like, all right, what if we made this? Yeah. Here's a really cool big weapon she could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what about this one, though? Oh, wait, what about this one? And he's, he's drawing all three at the same time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love the part where she she has her giant fucking Gatling gun type thing, and it's just, yeah. just going go and taking it to <laughs> like him. fucking Rambo. Yes, and while, while they're falling, by the way, out of the fucking sky. Yeah, fun fact. Uh... One cool thing about uh, the behind-the-scenes part of this uh, scene, the animators, they actually went skydiving to record test footage for this so they could properly animate what it would look like to be falling out of the sky. Wow. That's red. Mm-hmm. And so here's the moment, Seth, that I was thinking about earlier. When you, when you, First of all, I was going to say, this movie's not getting enough credit for how... I guess it's just like, I don't want to call it feminist, but women do everything in this fucking movie, all right? Yeah, yeah. Women got to go do all the hard work in this fucking film. Mm-hmm. Men just show up at the end to finish things up. Yeah. It's it's kind of of a piece with Barbie. If we're going to go that far. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a double feature. Yes, yeah, the men carrying all the emotional burden. Barbengelion. Yeah. Barbengelion, hell yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and but at, there's a moment where they're, they're about to like, hit the fucking top of what used to be the geo front right they're coming yeah. down and mari doesn't have any way to slow her ava down it's all on on oscar's big like has booster rockets so there's a moment where she cradles she cradles mari's uh ava in her arms uh almost like a fucking princess carry and she curls up in her in her grasp uh-huh. and she hits the the, the, rever- the the retro rockets and they fucking slam into the ground together and the way they did it seth Seemed very familiar to me. Like, they didn't talk about it. They didn't have to fucking fight about it. No, she just swung into her fucking grasp and they just did it. And I, yeah. there's something, maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's time to slay a god, kill Unit 13. And when Asuka tries to do it, uh, an AT field pops up. But it's not, it's not, it's like. Yeah, at first it's like, <laughs> it's is, like is Unit 13 an AT field? Mm-hmm. Right, it's like it's like the meme of like call an ambulance, but not for me. It's yeah, like, there's an AT field, but not for me. Yeah, <laughs> and her own Ava won't do it, which yeah. is very funny. To yeah, me. and Oscar says it's more like they're calling ambulance, but I own the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they call they they call this thing the cavalry beast, which is I think a biblical term as well that I don't remember exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're calling it, they're calling this another impact, but not like an, oh, another impact. Like This is a, a discrete term of another impact, yeah. both capitalized. Like additional impact. Which, by the way, is a short film mm. uh, that is uh, set in the same scenario. Yeah. Oh, that's the one where Morgan Freeman's president? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And then we get to my favorite reveal in the movie, which is when Asuka tears off her eye patch and we see one of those little black pillars in her eyeball that she yanks out and she frees the ninth angel that was in there the whole fucking time. Yeah, that's why it was glowing blue. 
she injects angel blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm pretty sure was something that uh, as part of all those voicemails that Charlie Sheen left all those years ago. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it's crazy. It, you know, two gets like 50 times bigger. Fucking starts ballooning out of the suit. Not, the suit doesn't even really exist anymore. It's it's yeah. more like an actual, you know, body now, and it looks yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like first, it heals itself and tears itself out of this. Like literal unit two is like like a prosthesis on essentially of like to replace the limbs it lost in the last battle. It tears itself out of that, and then it keeps getting bigger. Yeah. As it expands into this new thing. As I guess Asuka and the Ninth Angel merge uh, in a way and become one, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah, just the scene of the thing coming out of her eye. It's, I, it, it repulsed me for a second. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was not ready for that. Mm-mm. And the story of Asuka, I've summed it up, is the story of almost greatness. Mm-hmm. Asuka... Every time she gets to her fucking in Evangelion, you know, she kills all the mass production Avas and they come back and they eat, eat her alive or whatever. Here, she almost does it, right? She almost finishes this thing. But Gendo just, he's, he's one step ahead of her. Yeah. Unit 13 starts to fight back. Um, kind of reaching some of its full potential. It starts to choke out Unit 02, which mm-hmm. for some end of Evangelion imagery, you know, Unit 13 was originally piloted by Shinji and it is now choking out an angel that is Asuka and is very reminiscent of the end of Evangelion for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we find out that, obvious, like you said, it's all part of Gendo's plan. Gendo, in his fucking galaxy brain is like, well, obviously they're going to turn... You know, two into an angel. They're gonna inject angel yeah. blood. And that's gonna be part of all this. I'm like, what? What can't this man predict at this point? <laughs> he knows everything. A fourth fucking ship shows up and yes. smashes into the Wonder from below. <laughs> yes. And then a, a, a fucking another Ava shows up and takes control of the Wonder now, like it almost tried to do in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fucked right like it's all over it's done yeah. with and then gendo just shows up on the deck of the wunder mm-hmm. and my favorite part by the way here is when uh katsuragi shows up on the deck to talk to him as well and he starts to say some shit and she gets shot in the fucking dome <laughs> two times <laughs> by, yeah. by ritzko yeah, Risco just starts. So I started blasting. Yeah, he just comes down, <laughs> learning, shooting him, learning from her mistake uh, at the end that she made sure she was loaded this time. But and we <laughs> yeah, exactly, and we finally get a bit of an explanation for the visor mm-hmm. because Gendo has not made himself part machine. He has used the key of Nebuchadnezzar to actually separate his humanity mm-hmm. and become something different. And underneath that mask, there's. Just a f- hole with one of those crosses in it. Yeah, and also oh, we see him like, pick, yeah, we see him picking up bits of his brain that blew out when he got shot, yeah. and just putting it right back in. Horrifying. Yeah, scary. This man has turned himself into a god, basically. And my favorite part is he t- he says to Ritzko, "You didn't hesitate this time," because mm. yeah, he knows. Mm. Mm. He remembers. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, they and also they held absolutely nothing back in the animation department. They are going hard on everything now. Yeah, mm-hmm. every part is just crazy, over the top. Asuka's entry plug gets destroyed during all of this. We didn't even mention the fact that she she confronts her original inside the, or it confronts her in the entry plug first. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we find out. This, by the way, threw me off entirely after first movie is that she's also a clone. Yeah. The Shikinami series. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Which makes some, some sense. Yeah, it makes sense why she has a new name. Yep. Yep. Because then it's an entirely different backstory. Yeah. We also didn't the mention part- that Angel the, the angel that O2 becomes explodes into LCL as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. A huge pool of LCL. As it pulls the entry plug, it, it's, it's pulled out of its neck, basically. Yep. Yeah, um, I got a behind-the-scenes thing. Um, uh, Anno told um, Asuka's voice actress to think of her character now as completely new, completely separate from the old Asuka, which now makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so after he starts picking up some of his brains, Gendo goes on a little rant where he says that the second impact purified the oceans, the third impact purified the earth, and the fourth impact will purify all the souls. Mm-hmm. Also, we find out this. We find out the instrumentality project was Katsuragi's dad's idea. That's who first came up with this. Yeah. That is true. That is a crazy thing. We that is revealed, mm-hmm. um, kind of as an aside, almost. Yeah. And, and then, he says the instrumentality is the surrender of our intellect and the acceptance of the infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a person who surrendered their intellect all last movie, Shinji. Finally can, gets onto the deck and confronts Gendo. He's out of his box. Yeah, we forgot to mention when the, when the, when the water yeah. got attacked, the power went off yeah. and his door just opened up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just how that, 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 apparently there was no fail safe on these containment boxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I thought it was a good reference to Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, personally. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That That's, that's definitely what they were going for, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can you not see, can you not see Tom Cruise playing Shinji? Can you see uh, Brad Bird directing Evangelion <laughs> I think that live would, action with Tom Cruise? I think that would rule, actually. Yeah, it'd be kind of <laughs> yeah. cool. My favorite part, though, about this stuff is that when Shinji does show up on the deck to confront Gendo, what happens? I mean, my notes say, because I saw it, Gendo runs away. That is true. Yeah. Gendo, he gets into Unit 13's mouth, or he, he goes up, does his little floaty whatever thing and then he's like i'm out of here and they start to i mean it's it's explored later on in the movie we can talk about it is that gendo is scared of shinji yeah he's Mm -hmm. he's he's one of those people who his entire life has tried to control shinji because he knows that if shinji were to ever get any freedom he could probably kill him yeah and he realizes that shinji's probably at that point that right now Mm mm-hmm yeah, we also fi- we finally see Gendo get in an Ava, which is something yeah. that has been teased a little bit throughout the movies and the show. But we finally get to see him get into something that he created. Yeah, and then after he never, that, he never pilots one, but he is definitely in there. Yeah, true, yeah, true. And we just simply learned that beyond the doors of Guff, there is an anti-universe mm-hmm. that it is a uh, for whatever reason difficult to traverse for all the vehicles we have here. Seth, I'm telling you, they were really cribbing notes so hard for that, that other show that we we need to see to show to Ben. That is possible. 
Because this, this really feels to me like a response to both itself and to that other show, which was itself a response to Evangelion. So, you know, we'll get into that eventually. Mari fucking shows up and she bites the, the, the Evangelion that was assimilating the Wonder and assimilates part of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, shit. Mari is... Mari is just all over shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shinji's like, hey... I'll pilot unit a one and I'll, I will fight my father. And everyone's Man. like, no, no, Shinji, yeah. don't. Sakura and everyone else come out and they pull guns on him. They're like, yes, I, they, they pull. There's like a chain of guns pointed at Shinji. This was it's like, if they don't shoot you, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, This was, this was our order. If Shinji tries to get an Ava, you shoot to kill. And it's and it's uh, the ultimate irony is that Kat Saraki's the one that made this rule, and she's the one who's now taking bullets for Shinji so that he can do it. Yeah, it's like damn, she got shot like right in the same area she got shot in it in the end of Ava. That is true. Mm-hmm. I finally remembered. Uh, I found it out. <clears throat> the pink-haired girl's name is Midori um, Kitakami. Yes, she's the most well-developed, I think, of the new character because she actually has a fucking thing she wants to do. Yeah. Which is yeah, stop Shinji is, from yeah yeah really wants to fucking stop Shinji mm-hmm. mm. and yeah she's the first one to pull a gun and also she's the first one to like forgive Shinji yeah. in this whole situation yeah yep so that, that that's okay so that's when Katsuragi takes a bullet and then they're like okay you know what now that this has happened I understand that Shinji Ikari should pilot Unit 01 <laughs> and fight his father I accept it now. <laughs> He knew not what he knew not of what he did. He's okay. And but yeah, just the the very idea when Shinji makes this offer and that he's gonna fight Gendo mm-hmm. is another time when I kind of paused the movie and I just took a breath. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is if once again I didn't wa- obviously I didn't watch it as it happened, but this is like twenty over twenty years in the making mm-hmm. of. Something that's about that's about to go down, and it was it was amazing. So I was happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Sakura just breaking down in the tears over the entire situation. He is our savior, but also our destroyer. It's all so weird. <laughs> she just breaks down in the tears. Like, yeah, yep. tell me about it. <laughs> and here we get to. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that this is also where we find out that Shinji's sync rate was never zero. Mm. It was actually infinite yeah yeah zero is the closest number to representing infinite on their computers Mm -hmm. we get to my favorite line of the movie here which is when when katsuragi is wounded she's telling shinji about what he has to do and she says the only thing a son can do for his father is pat him on his shoulder or kill him (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that down too it's like kaji said that once it's like yeah of course kaji did are you sure Kaji wouldn't fuck him with you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you were supposed it's, to take that one to heart. It's <laughs> really right. hard to tell when he's doing a bit and when he's not. Yeah, he's so. always doing bits. So yeah, that was a hard-ass line. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, he gets in unit 8 plus... What was it? it it's it's 8 plus eight. 9 at this point, I think? 8 plus 9, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but before that, uh, Misato and Shinji actually share a healthy non-illegal hug with each other like yes just a nice friendly embrace i'm like ah oh, such a breath of fresh air <laughs> yep yep and then shinji goes to the anti-universe oh boy of course 
Of course. As and that's do. where he, he finds the uh, Golgotha object, clearly. Yes. Just... Before we do that, though, there's a yeah. scene in the cockpit with Mari where she's talking about how uh, uh, Gendo's using t- quantum teleportation to be everywhere at once. It's hard to catch him. And there's a very sweet moment, though, where she talks about the princess referring to Asuka, saying, like, really, you, if you can, please save her. Like, yeah. Mari legitimately is, hey, this is, this is point three, Seth. Mari cares about Asuka mm-hmm. in a very sincere way. Yeah. And wants him to save her. Yeah. She's always called her princess and she's like, there's a chance, you know, even after her, you know, entry plugs been destroyed, there's a chance we can save her. If you can get that chance, you should take it. And here Shinji just seems to have like superpowers because <laughs> he opens up a fucking portal. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like a, almost like Rick and Morty-esque in the fact that just all of a sudden a portal opens. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, yeah. he's, that's what I'm going to do now. He has reached enlightenment. He really kind of has. He's he's just so calm now. He's handling everything like a champ. He teleports into Unit 1's cockpit where he finds a character that I am calling the oldest Ray. (laughs) Okay, makes sense. You can tell because she has four-length hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the Ray from from episode, from movie 2. The one that he saved at the very end. Like She was alive the whole time inside Unit 1. Yeah, she's been there this whole time. Which to me, I think, is a callback to in the show when Shinji got dissolved as a unit one. Remember? Yeah. They managed to extract him. This is, I think, what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and he's like, I'm sorry for everything that happened to you. And she's like, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. A constant theme of this movie is people being like, you know what? We're at a point where we just have to forgive each other. Mm-hmm. Things are okay. And so Shinji starts to try and fight Gendo near the Golgotha object, which Golgotha is a thing from the Bible as well. Mm-hmm. I believe that's where, isn't that the, pla- the the hill that Jesus died on? Maybe. Because oh. Golgotha and demons, I know, are a thing in the movie Dogma. Yeah. Or the shit demon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Golgotha, skull-shaped hill in Jerusalem, the site of Jesus' crucifixion. Yeah. Okay. Just love the Anno just, just clearly does not give a fuck yeah. about the actual stuff. Yeah. I, I truly believe that he probably Googled where did Jesus die? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna name something after that. Because Gendo is Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. I choose to believe that he watched the Kevin Smith movie Dogma and said, Golgothan Demon, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> also notice that even up until this point, Gendo is still referring to Shinji as Unit One Pilot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you son of a bitch. How how fucking dare you call me Unit 1 pilot? Yeah. Where the fuck do you get off? Inside your mom. Oh, yeah, he left something in there. Yeah. He's, he, he, I left you in there, motherfucker. Um... Also, we get a great line from Gendo, which is, this is why I this dislike children. This is why children. I dislike children. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because at this point, we have entered a world of Shinji's memories, mm-hmm. which allows us to have some really interesting shots that would not make sense in any other context. Um, such as the um, Ava's fighting inside of uh, Katsuagi's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is cool because like they're, whenever they whenever they're in the the world like with the regular world and they're knocking some they're knocking buildings over like their little like little playthings they're not actually they're yeah. not actually rooted to the ground they're just like little objects yeah. 
They're on a movie. And it's such a cool way. They're on a movie set. Exactly. That's what it is. Like at some point you see them on top of Apple boxes. And if you look at them close, they say Toho Pictures on them. Oh, wow. And also, I did not see that. That's cool. And also the way that first scene where they're in the city fighting, it's purposefully animated to look like two humans in a suit fighting each other. I got a very like yep. machinima vibe from it. It felt like early red versus blue. It was supposed to. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, it was very... They clearly motion capped two people fighting and then put that on top of it. Yeah, it was very interesting. The camera started moving in interesting ways, too. And uh, and you get to see a literal soundstage. Yeah, yeah, I saw that and like, yep. okay, here it comes. Because I remember the stage from the original show and what the, that had to do with it. And it's like, okay, we're, we're obviously upgraded. We're no longer, on, we're no longer at com- community theater. We've upgraded to a proper movie studio. And I did write down in my notes that during one of these fights, there's a bunch of trains that are destroyed. And I said, Smith will be upset about the trains being destroyed. <laughs> it hurt me, man. It hurt what, me to see that happen. What is it with Anno and destroying trains? This is two times. This is a pattern. Mm-hmm. At least here, the trains were imaginary. I can, I can, I can console myself with yeah, that. They were, yeah, they were imaginary. They weren't real. Right. Wait, we now like, we In the context of the universe yeah. here. Now we need to watch Shin Kamen Rider and see if he destroys chains, trains in that one. And Shin Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely Shin he Ultraman. He didn't direct Shin Ultraman, did, did he? No, he, he produced it. One. Okay. Okay. He did direct Kamen Rider. Yeah. Well, this movie is included, by the way, in his 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 New Japan Heroes universe line, apparently. Oh. He includes this movie as part of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Just this so one? Have the, no, this that Shin Godzilla, Shin oh, Ultraman, okay. and Shin Kamen Rider are all part of his what he's calling the New Japan Heroes universe or something. Mm-hmm. It's in one of the original titles of this movie, Shin Evangelion. It, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I, I just noticed down that I, I never noticed this now. There are thirteen angels and thirteen Avas, mm. which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. But we got we, we get to hear Gendo. Actually, puts some emotion in his voice for once, mm-hmm. like calling out for Yui. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because all he can see is rain. Mm-hmm. This man will do anything except go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Literally anything. I literally wrote down in my notes: men will literally te- tear apart the fabric of the universe and forcibly bond all of humanity's mind, body, and souls instead of going to therapy. Exactly. <laughs> This man used the key of Nebuchadnezzar to divorce himself from humanity. Yeah. Yep. That means that that means that Tony Soprano is a better character <laughs> than Gendo Hikari. <laughs> at le- yeah, at least Tony Soprano tried to work on himself. Yep. Yep. Um, Gendo Hikari, master of conflict resolution. <laughs> and so, so back in the real world. I love that Katsuragi is just like, we gotta do it, folks. We gotta make a new spear for Shinji. How will we do it? Who the fuck cares? Ritsuko. Mm-hmm. Katsuragi is like, by any means necessary. And she, all she does is say, Ritsuko, I'm sure you can figure this out. <laughs> it's that moment at work when someone gives you a task and they're like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Seth can handle this. And you're just like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah. But no, but here Ritsuko takes a beat and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, but Ritz has like, okay, <laughs> I got this. Okay. She's built she's she's built different, all right? She's yeah. fucking Doakari. <laughs> Wait, did she in this one? In this universe? I don't know. 
one version of her did, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> and I love how we can just make spears now. Like, in the original yeah. series, the Spear of Longinus was just this magical thing. There was only one of, and it, when it was out of the, when it was out in outer space, they they had a hard time getting it back. But now this, there's just so many of them. Yep. Yeah. And I love that they're like, we have to make it up as we go along like we always do. And I'm like, yeah, it's all improv. Yeah. You fuckers have never had one single cohesive plan in advance. Mm-hmm. You make it up on the day every time. They'd kill in Second City. <laughs> they they would be great groundlings yeah groundlings would die for them <laughs> I want to see that show um and this is where we get a, a, another use of this line because they are building this they're like okay we'll build a spear everyone starts they get orders start pitching in and all there's you know all the the gr- grunts and the other guys who are wearing their armbands are just happy they're doing the work they're like Let, let's do this Let, let's get in there and then they say this is the problem with young men but in a positive tone yeah yeah they're like this yeah, is the problem with young men because buki's like yeah this whole area is probably dangerous and you might die just being here and they're like we gotta do it anyway mm-hmm. uh, yeah we gotta, do, like, we gotta do that's the spirit also yeah. Also, do love that warning. Consider as if the rest of the world is just some <laughs> fairy tale land where they should yeah. strive to be in. <laughs> you know the scene in the in the y'all, y'all see the show Chernobyl, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they're like the guys are gonna go dive under the water to go to go turn off the thing to save basically the, the entire area, uh-huh. and they're like, "You're a hero of the Soviet Union. You're doing a great a great job here." It's like that would be undercut if the rest of the world was as equally fucked as Chernobyl was. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I could go dive in this water and possibly die saving this whole place, or go out there and definitely die to who the fuck knows giant hydra geese or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they should have included that in the show. Yeah, yeah. it's probably on the cutting room floor somewhere. Mm-hmm. And here we get one of my favorite new parts of this movie, Evangelion Imaginary. Evangelion now, Imaginary. Yeah, now we're now we're now you're just making shit up. Now which this is they pure first, bullshit. Its first name is Black Lilith. Yeah. Which yes. I think they decided to change a little bit. Yeah. Black <laughs> what? Call it Black Lilith. <laughs> I immediately Lilith thought and I, it is black. Yeah. I immediately thought of that Key and Peel sketch, Black Falcon, <laughs> when they're like this black falcon like why are you, why are you yeah. saying it like that come on black falcon it's like what what yeah <laughs> i'm the green falcon damn it <laughs> <laughs> there is no black falcon <laughs> i did love how when when black lilith became white lilith again hmm, she pulls her hands off of the nails just like just like an end of it that, that's just that yeah. that's just in, this is the end of eva footage i believe again yep because it's the exact same and then her head changes into Ray's head. But. <laughs> With a twist. Uh, this is. This was one of the scariest things I've yeah. ever encountered in, in Ava. I don't know what I was expecting. It was not a 3D CG realistic uh, Ray head that just looked like a regular ass human being with animated hair. It freaked me out. I, yes. I I couldn't handle it for a couple of seconds. I, it, things got too rare, real. Things got too real. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes that in quotes, it looked a little too realistic. Yeah. Like, it was definitely, it wasn't live action, but it was uh, some uncanny valley stuff yeah. with this head that is very unsettling. I agree. 
I literally wrote my notes. So, no, wait. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Please stop now. <laughs> please. I, wa- I want to leave. And then we cut to one of those ships where Fuyutsuki is there and Mari shows up. And how did you boys feel about the reveal of Mari's real name? I was very confused. I I, I still don't quite understand. And it. When this movie started, got going, and I saw Mari, I thought back to the moment in 2.22 when she says, I hate using adults for my plans. I realized that I had forgotten about that line for two on basically two whole movies at this point. And I was like, oh, shit. Mari is up to something, and she's like, it's been a while, Professor Fuyutsuki. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. Her name is... Mary Iscariot. Iscariot. Is that how she <laughs> yes. says it? Yeah. Yes. And I was just like, so what's the metaphor here? There isn't one. It's Anno. He doesn't give a fuck about the actual Bible, but it was so funny to hear Mary Iscariot be said. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just a two name from the Bible. Yeah. I still don't entirely understand the Mari, what she does in this scene. Hmm. What 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 is the deal here? I understand. So it, like Fuyuski has apparently has been setting all this stuff up for Mari, mm-hmm. not Gendo. Which I'm like, yeah. is if you two were in cahoots, couldn't you have done something a little sooner? <laughs> couldn't you? Couldn't the plan have evolved not getting to this point? Seth, I assume you watched all three Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you one thing. There's more than three, but yes, I have. They made more. There are five. Anyways, of the three that I have seen, that last movie with all the fucking convoluted, crazy plot twists and betrayals and shit, just go with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, that's kind of what I did. I wasn't like, yeah. it's not like a sticking point for me, but I was just like, I don't really get, if they were in codes, why did it get to this point? But, you know, I'm here for the ride. Mm-hmm. I feel like the idea here is that is that Mari is a is the wild card of this whole thing because she was not in the original stuff. Wild she card, the bitches off all the Evangelion. <laughs> Woo! She does have the most Charlie energy of any character. And you know this, what? These movies. Her Ava can't use brakes. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're right. You are correct. And we get a scene of her just eating more Avas and just taking their parts off and assimilating them and just getting adding more numbers to hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a small little aside, Fuyutsuki explodes into LCL. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, finally. Yeah. Listen, folks, I don't have an explanation from this one. Okay. All right. I thought that was a clone thing with Ray. Was he a clone too? I don't know. You got me. Yeah. I don't know you what know the what blowing could- up an LCL means anymore. You know what it could mean? It could mean fucking nothing. It could be Anno just being like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm done with this guy. Thank you, next. (laughs) That would be great if all characters that were done exploded into LCL. (laughs) Never explained. That's how you know it's the last scene with them. They just explode. Yep. (laughs) That's a a season wrap on Fuyutsuki. (laughs) Wait, no, wait. It's like the old George Carlin bit of what if human beings died by our heads exploding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would it change our society? Yeah. <laughs> and so 
we see that Katsuragi tells everybody to evac because it, they're done making the spears ready to be made and she can do it by herself from here on out. And she goes back to her old hairstyle. Yeah. She lets her motherfucking hair down. I cheered when this happened. I was like, yeah! We haven't seen this Katsuragi in, in a whole movie at this point. If you were watching... so good to have her back. If you're watching these movies as they came out, you, you haven't seen this... You haven't seen this uh, Misato... In like over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because 2.22 was 2012, so almost, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have never cheered so hard for a boy showing up in white pants and black mm-hmm. shirt and a woman putting her hair yeah. down as you have in this fucking yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Or a, a person saying, memory, memory, I'm class rep. <laughs> <laughs> Remember her, Shinji? Yeah. And so, um, Mari has created the ultimate Ava. She just ate all the other Avas, and now is just is embodied all of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, Shinji asks Gendo about the instrumentality, and I feel like there's a moment here where Gendo says, "I created a restful world where all people were one, and you rejected it." And I just feel like that has to be a reference to the end of Evangelion, where he ends up on the beach with Asuka. Yeah. Like I just. <laughs> Yeah, I can't see any other way. Yeah, especially considering what we learn later, it makes perfect sense. Yep. And y'all, I, I can't. Other than the village, village three, this is my favorite part of this movie when we get Gendo's backstory. Mm-hmm. Yes, finally. It only took twenty fucking years or t- twenty five years to get this to happen. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. And it goes even more in depth than like even in the show. We only got him from a certain point. He, we're going all the way back here. The movie is so masterful in just showing you certain things while he's talking. He doesn't mention, but we see a shot of like him saying like, you know, some people couldn't accept my lifestyle of being lonely, you know, being alone. And we see this older man who I guess is his father. Mm-hmm. That was my implication, anyways. Is that Gendo had daddy issues too? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. Shinji and his father are more alike than they initially thought. Hmm. We're not so different, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, because you're my dad. Um, my Excuse me, you're, this- you're unit one pilot. <laughs> <laughs> this may be insensitive to say. I don't know. Uh-oh. I feel like Gendo is coded very autistic here. Is that he was an autistic guy who could not handle humans being inconsistent. And the uncertainty of social interaction. I felt that's the core of his being is being an autistic guy. You know, one thing that it linked for, in my head was that he's kind of like Asuka mm-hmm. in a way. Because mm-hmm. Asuka has her whole scene in, in the second movie where she's like, you know, I don't I didn't really see the point of being around people for so long. And now it started to kind of make sense to me. And that's kind yeah. of how he describes Yui entering his life. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're one to one. I think that what you're saying is probably a little more maybe a little more what they were going for. I'm not really sure if that's, if they even discuss those kinds of things in anime very often. I really don't even know. Um, but I could, I could definitely see that being a possibility, but I, I, I saw a string there um, with him and Asuka. Yeah. And so he liked books and the piano. And those were his two things. And his love for the piano makes so much fucking sense mm-hmm. when he explains it. Yes. You know? Yes, I really like the way that they, they're like, he's like, I, rank, I linked Ray to my knowledge and Kaoru to my, my love of piano and how the piano is this this mechanical thing and you can master it 
you can be alone with it in a room mm-hmm. and it can be something that you can like achieve, achieve mastery over um, through essentially brute force and practice. Yep. And they fell in love with Yui. That was his, that was his, his mom, his life change was he wanted to be with this woman and that changed him, you know, forever. Yep. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And brought him out of, brought him back in, brought him into the human world. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Which means Yui, you fucked up. <laughs> you should have left that kid in the dark. Look what happened. <laughs> this is all your fault. I think if that happens, only only Zella's plan goes through, and their fucking thing was a whole other fucking bag of rats. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And this we cut back from over here to the to the real world, and I love the fact that they they finish up the the they they, they launch into the Evangelion Imaginary, and what song begins to play as they smash into its hand when it's shielding itself? <laughs> joy to the world. We've had Ode to Joy and now Joy to the World in two movies. It's not it's yep. not Christmas. Why are you playing this? Stop it. Yep. <laughs> it's July. But- and I love that right after all this emotional stuff happens, Gendo reveals his whole backstory. He says, what's that? And Shinji just says, oh, it's Masato. <laughs> yep. I love it. And then I love it. <laughs> we get some eyeball horror here. A yeah. little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit. Also, this thing they, they form, that's not a spear. Mm hmm. I mean, most of the spears in this fucking movie do not look like spears. No. That's not it, a spear. It's spear-like. It, that's some Kingdom Hearts Yeah, I was about shit. to say, it's a fucking keyblade. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's some shit that the, that the Organization 13 would use. Yeah. Sora, we're in the anti-universe. Gorsh. Sora, you have to confront your father. <laughs> Gorsh, I've never seen a Golgotha object that big. <laughs> I was about to try and do a Daffy Duck, but I just can't. <laughs> I don't have it in me. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that Yui died, right? And Gendo just could not fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Like, he he, he couldn't yeah. do it. He had a sense of normalcy in his life, and now it's gone, and he doesn't know how to adapt. So he gives up the one thing that reminds him, that reminds him of Yui, and he does, he goes, basically he goes through all of this. He starts... He starts focusing on the human instrumentality project because he doesn't want to feel alone after losing Yui. He's trying to do anything he can to basically bring her... If he can't bring her back from the dead, he's going to drag everyone to death or peace with him just so he could find that moment of happiness. Yep. And it's such a good motivation for a character. Mm -hmm. And he he stayed away from Shinji because he was afraid of Shinji. In his own way of messing it up, but then at the very last moment, he he looks and realizes that that's where Yui was the whole time. Yeah, was in their son. Mm-hmm. And then in the, probably one of my favorite parts of this movie, Gendo exits the train and exits the movie. Yeah, yeah. His arc is done. Yeah. I mean, and before that, I think it's before that you see him. You see an image of him with Sh- with young Shinji at the train station. He leans down and he hugs him. Like, yeah, tw- and he's crying. yeah, I like that moment almost got me just like 25 years 
just building up to finally some closure between these two. Proper closure that we were not able to get in 26 episodes of the original show. We weren't able to get in an hour and a half movie, but we finally got here 25 years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Did Gendo necessarily deserve a send-off like that? Who's to say? He's done some heinous shit, but it's now nice knowing why he did what he did, and he's come to terms with it. And like I said, I think it goes with the theme of this movie. There's so many times in this movie where it's like, a lot of bad shit has happened. Sure, we can blame it on this one person, but at this point, we might as well just forgive whoever we can, Mm -hmm. because the world is fucking different. Yeah. And I think it's around this point, too, where they start playing some music straight up from End of Ava. They start playing some of the soundtrack yes. from it. And yeah, we... Gendo leaves. Yeah. One thing that you both fail to mention, in that train car, in the, the sequence when he's hugging Shinji, what do we hear in the motherfucking background? Oh, I wrote it down, actually. I wrote down, goddamn cicadas. Cicadas. <laughs> They make one final ringing in my ear before the Evangelion universe is over. And I think this is the loudest they've ever been. Yes. <laughs> they are loud and this proud. This is the loudest they've ever been! <laughs> <laughs> Just see Seth sitting there in his room screaming that. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I can't so, hear you guys over the cicadas right now. Yeah. And so Shinji turns around, and our boy Kaoru is back. Yeah, Kaoru. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We get Asuka's backstory as well. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about her, her like you said, kind of like Gendo, being sort of like very self-sufficient by herself. Mm-hmm. Has anyone, has, has Ano ever done an interview or anything about why Asuka has a different backstory? Or why they changed it so much where she doesn't have that insanely tragic one from the show. Not that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it, but it is. I mean, it's just, it's a really big change The Oscar. I mean, it's not, it's, she just still doesn't have a perfect backstory, but, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, the show obviously is just one of the craziest revelations is her, her very, very tragic backstory. So I don't know if there was a, any thought that went into that or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just know that they said that uh, at one point that, yeah, to consider Asuka Shikinami Langley and Asuka Langley Soryu two different characters mm-hmm. entirely. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And we get a recreation of the end of the, end of the end of Evangelion Beach. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, I saw that and I got scared. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, what if he doesn't? What if they, the rest of the movie is just the last 10 minutes of Evangelion? <laughs> he didn't learn a goddamn thing. And we see we see Asuka again. She's alive. Mm-hmm. She's in a very torn up plug suit. But I'm curious if you boys picked up on what was happening with her torn up plug suit here. She is grown up. I, yes. yes. Yeah. She. She's she's larger. Yeah. She, now. Yeah. She she's ripped out of it. She's now finally she now finally looks like her age, and she's broken free of the curse of Ava. My first thought for a second was. Is this the same Oscar from End of Ava that she's just been here this whole time? That I had that thought. For, I thought the same. I had that too. first thought for a brief second. Yeah. When I first watched it, I thought that was what was going mm-hmm. on. And just seeing that background again, I got it. it I got major flashbacks. I'm like, ugh. 
Yeah, so Shinji and Asuka are back in uh, familiar territory on that beach, but thankfully it goes a lot better this time uh, other than the second one. Uh, He reveals to her that, yeah, I liked you too, and it makes her blush, and I'm like, fucking obviously. Yeah, bo- both of you had the hots for each other. It was so obvious. More so for the during the rebuilds than it was for the original show. Uh, but he's like, but yeah, I'm over it too. Goodbye, Asuka. And, she, and he leaves. What I, what I also found was weird was like the fabric of her plug suit looked more realistic. I don't know if that was on purpose or if they did something to it to make it look more aged. Or just like the fabric ripping or yeah. whatever. But like it, it looked kind of real. For for a little bit, and I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yeah, no clue. And you know, Asuka signs off, and we get some 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 Kaoru business with Shinji, and Kaoru basically confirms. He says, "I've been here before, beside you, and you're different now. Like this Shinji is different from the ones I've seen mm-hmm. before." Yeah, yeah. We see the image of him on the moon. And basically, right next to him is just a long line of boxes. And that explains why there's a red stain on the moon, because that is from End of Ava. Those events happened, but these characters are forced to keep living everything out in a loop because their names are written down in the Book of Life, whatever the hell that means. But yeah, time loop confirmed. Everything that has happened did happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these are not these are not necessarily rebuilds. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not reconstructing the show. They are just a telling of a different version. Yeah, like a con- just a continuation. Spoiler alert! It's the same thing as Final Fantasy VII remastered, a remake. Well, not no, a remake I was Final about to play that. Oh. No, yeah, <laughs> fuck. I can totally see you playing Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> we get a really interesting part here where we have Nagis or Kaoru and Kaji in the roles of Gendo and Fuyutsuki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was it was pretty funny actually. Yeah. I wasn't he told me he called him Commander Nagis. <laughs> I wasn't quite and, sure what was going on here to be honest. And Kaji drops maybe one of the hardest lines in the whole movie when he says you didn't want to bring Shinji happiness. You hoped his happiness would bring you happiness. Mm. Mm. And my God, if that is not applicable to so many situations throughout the show and real life. Yeah. I think the implication here is that these this same cast of characters keeps reliving these events and not necessarily with everyone being in the same roles they were this time around. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps there have been different kinds of loops in the past. Mm-hmm. And then we find out something that I assume maybe Japanese speakers have already known, but we find out that Nagisa, which is Kaoru's last name, means shore intermediary, mm. which is what he was supposed to be. Um, which was a cool. There's a lot detail. of wordplay, yeah, around here. And, well, I mean, we're about to get to an incredible piece of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a nice little kind of send off for these two characters as well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And we get to see Ray, the oldest Ray again. Yeah. Ray with that the hair all the way down, mm-hmm. old Ray. Yeah. Yep. No. On a soundstage yeah. again. On a soundstage, surrounded by robots that are apparently much like uh, high tech submarines, controlled with like PS One controllers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. 
In some, in, in I've seen that before. There's, there, there's a camera thing. No. They use it to operate certain kinds yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. I just wanted to make a joke about that submarine that's uh, saying, because right. it's funny. Yeah. You said robots, and I was like, what the fuck did you see robots? <laughs> yeah, there's a... Did I miss something? <laughs> there's a weird bit of product placement here. Like, the Sony batteries that were plugged into the monitors had like a, oh, we use those at work. We use those same exact batteries. <laughs> so that was kind of cool for me. Ben, I'm starting to think that... I don't want to... First of all, I think you might work at Nerve. <laughs> I think I've said you did mention in a previous episode that there's a room that looks like Gendo's meeting room, mm-hmm. and now you guys are using the same batteries. I think I've said too much. And you and you do <laughs> say you take, a, you take a thirty minute tram ride every day to go <laughs> underground to your office. Damn, right? I did say that. You're right. Yeah, he did call his office a geofront the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just being silly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But also, another fun fact is, I don't know, I can't confirm or deny this, but I did watch a video made by a guy who was a production assistant for Shin Godzilla, and he said that most likely this room is Studio 7 at Toho Studios, where they shot a lot of the special effects for Shin Godzilla. He's like, it it, it looked familiar to him, and like he actually worked on the movie, so he would know. So there's, uh, so there's Anno using the resources that he gained from working on Shin Godzilla pretty mm-hmm. rad yeah and it was just it was really cool to see this nice blend of live action and animation something we didn't quite see in Indiana. we saw like live action but we didn't see the blending of the two mm. yeah yeah this is definitely uh um anno speaking out to his uh inspiration ralph Bakshi yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> yeah can't wait to blend animation and reality yeah. <laughs> And so here is where Shinji declares what it is he intends to do mm-hmm. with his wish. And it is, oh boy. So we find out that he wants to make, he wants to birth a new world. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted to say it in a very verbose way, create a neon genesis. They said it. And they're playing <laughs> fucking clips from the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the projector, including the happy, fun times, good photo yeah. that we like to talk about. I think it was specifically the montage they played uh, during the third impact uh, from End of Ava. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. She says Neon Genesis and Shinji's like, I'm not going to rewrite history. I'm going to rewrite a world without Ava's. Mm-hmm. Which he can just do. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when your sync rate is infinite, I'm sure you can just do anything at this point. Yeah. Also, they're still in the imaginary world. Like, they can just do anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. You mean the, the, oh, the anti-universe. anti-universe. My bad, yes. Yeah. How silly have you been? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> imaginary world. You're hearing yourself? That's called, it's called Evangelion imaginary. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> my, my, my bad. My apologies. And then he just basically tells Ray that she can do be whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't. She it's it's her time. Finally. Which is the third time that somebody has told Ray that in two movies. Asuka mm-hmm. said it in the last movie. Um, class rep said it in this movie, and now so has Shinji. Yeah. Yep. And so we see Shinji take the new spear, the spear of Gaius, and starts to perform the sacrifice of himself to 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 have the neon genesis without evangelion yeah. happen yeah but at the last second he is stopped mm-hmm. 
by fucking Gendo and Yumi. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Is this last scene just bonkers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they proceed to stab unit 13 and then every unit behind him. Yeah. Yep. Over and over and over. He goes through the fucking, the ones they use to fight Willow. Yeah. Yep. Everybody gets stabbed. <laughs> Except for one Ava, but we'll get to that one mm-hmm. in a minute. That's true. And so Yui and Gendo perform the final sacrifice, and that is what allows this yeah. new universe to be born. And by the way, they're they're cradling each other naked this entire scene. Yes, just which for which I'm, I'm I'm glad we saw that. Thank you, Ano. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we do get by the way some quick shots of of the world. We see that the crew of the, of the Wonder made it to Village mm-hmm. Three because we see yeah. the we see the hot spring penguins looking at the. Escape pods. We we see you know sort of the the we see, we see Villa three, which is nice to see him one last time because we didn't see earlier. Really, we didn't mention when the Ava Infinities went spreading across the world to scoop up all human souls. Yeah. Oh yeah, they get repelled by the anti L field around Villa yeah. three. Yeah, I, I assume that was implied from our conversation, but yeah, I, I guess <laughs> right. we should point it out. Mm-hmm. We see we see that the we see the Ava Ava Infinities turn back into the people they they were supposed to be all mm-hmm. along. Return to the Earth. And because this is where the real came. Evangelion was the friends we made along the That's way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we see the, Shinji on the beach yep. one last time. Just chilling beach out. This time. Yep. A beach with a sun. A bright yeah. beach. A nice mm-hmm. beach. Normal colors. You're saying this so weird. <laughs> don't intend to, legit don't intend to. Okay. <laughs> and we, and we, and we see it just like slowly, the animation just slowly devolving until we get to bait just a storyboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then out, out of out of the water appears Evangelion Final. Mm. 8 piloted. plus 9 plus 10 plus 11. Mm-hmm. Yep. Piloted by none other than Mari. Yep. Who Mari else could have made it out? Mari Illustrious Makanami appears. Mary Iscariot. <laughs> yes. And then the movie gets really fucking wild mm-hmm. with the the final bit yeah. here. Yeah, because everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird. Yeah. We we see Ray and Kaoru at a train station just chilling. Mm-hmm. They having a chat. Mm-hmm. You see you see Asuka off to the side. You see uh uh Misato and uh Kaji off in a different mm-hmm. area. Yeah. It the whole game yeah, is here. You see Shinji in a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're adults, by the way. They've grown up a little yeah. bit. They're they're not kids anymore. Well, Shinji still looks like a kid, but you know, I mean, he he just kind of has that face. He has two little pieces of stubble <laughs> right here. Yeah. Two little whiskers. He's they should have made him look like his yeah. dad. Yeah, oh, he kind of yeah. does a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit less gaunt, yeah. but yeah. And Mari sneaks mm-hmm. up on him, and they have themselves a moment. Yeah, calls her glass girl with glasses and big yeah. boobs. Which he he does call her that. That's one of the one of the last things we ever hear in the Evangelion <laughs> universe is girl with glasses and big boobs. Mm-hmm. To be fair, she calls herself that to him. That is that is true. Yeah. The second time they ever meet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he's flirting with her basically. So like yeah. The- yeah, we see Shinji Shinji the Riz Lord. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> the Riz King. That's 
Right, he was definitely uh, displaying his riz. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you say it. You got it. That's how you say it. You got it. Okay. All right, we're doing mm-hmm. it. And they run off together right away from the train station. As we pull out to see, this is the real yeah. world. It's live and, action. Yeah. I like yeah. to believe that we're now living in a Who Framed Roger Rabbit situation where human beings are just living alongside these anime characters. Yeah. And the place we see, do y'all know what place this is? I can't remember the actual name of the town, but I believe that this is Hidekiano's actual town, uh, hometown he grew up in. This is, yep, his hometown. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we pull back and see that, and that's where it is. Yep. That is, that. for all intents and purposes, the end of Evangelion. Yeah. It's over. And the... The song that plays One Last Kiss, I love it. It's such a great, it's a fucking mm-hmm. banger. It's so good. Yep. Um, and yeah, they, boys, what a movie. Mm-hmm. What an experience. What a series. I wish I could have seen this in theaters. Oh, I don't even think it, I don't think it came out in theaters, did it? No, just straight to Amazon? It did, it, 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 it did come out in theaters like a couple months after. G-Kids got the rights to put it in okay, theaters. Okay, cool. I wish I was into Evangelion during this time so I could have experienced this with everybody else. Because so, I just feel like it's just one of those things that I discovered too late, and I feel like I missed out on a lot of the fanfare a bit. But, man, I'm glad I went on this experience, though. It gave me something to do over the summer, I'll say that. Yeah. I'm glad that we just kind of randomly came up with this idea based on watching Shin Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I have you- because it's been incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. To talk about this show and these movies with you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At, the, at this point, I've watched through the entire original show twice. I've seen End of Ava like three times at this point. Now I've gone through all of these. And uh, yeah, they uh, it got me. I, I, I'm a fan for life. I know we're done. We'll probably, we probably won't get anything new. But if we ever did, I'd be, I'd be first in line. The intention always was for this to open up the universe to more people to make because he wanted Evangelion to be, to be the new Gundam, yeah. essentially. And it hasn't happened yet, but, you know, maybe one day. And also, there is stuff y'all haven't seen yet. There's Evangelion minus 46 hours. You should, you should probably look that up if I'm okay. at. That was on the DVD for 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of short films on the DVD, on the Blu-ray for this movie that are side stories. There's, it's called Evangelion Additional Impact, and then just called Impact as well. There's, there's several mm-hmm. other ones. So there's, there's more to watch made by different directors. Okay. So there's, there's interesting, stuff. interesting. Yeah, minus forty six hours tells the story of the, of what led up to the beginning of three point oh, three point three three, that space mission, mm-hmm. and it's that that gives you the backstory of those guys on the bridge. You actually finally see their backstory. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So there's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more to watch. And then there's also the manga. As well, and then the Happy Times man. I want to read that one. That's the one yes. I want to read. Somebody should turn that into a show. Yeah. I would watch the hell out <laughs> of that. You know, there there actually were talks about doing that at a certain point. Do it. I'm trying do to it. do that. Do I, it. I'd Please. watch it. I know that there was like a series of DS games that were based on that were based on that uh that certain part of it. Hmm. Yeah, we gotta play a we gotta play girlfriend of steel. We gotta go through that. We gotta do that. <laughs> I gotta read this motherfucking PlayStation One manual yeah. now. I gotta learn what's going on. I just love how this 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 series has three basically three endings yeah. to it. 
and all of them are good in their own mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Know? Yep. And they show the progression of of Anno as a as a human being yeah. across all of mm-hmm. those. Yeah, yeah, there's some really heartwarming to see where he initially ended it just being jaded and just having cont- and just with contempt for not only what he's created but these characters that his in his opinion probably toxic fans latched onto and he just wanted to take that from them. He's gone from that to just being in a much better place in life and his character's actually ending on a happy note. Uh, which it's it's very heartwarming. It's it's uh, it's it's nice seeing him kind of grow and mature. It's like yeah, you can still go through these. He still has his bouts with depression, but as he's gotten older, he's learned healthier ways to deal with it. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Which is just really nice. Um, I guess my other question I wanted to ask y'all once again, uh, here last time is what was your favorite part or your favorite part segment of this of this movie i mean i think we kind of all talked about it a little bit but for me it was the village sequence yeah. and specifically the moment we found out that class rep and toji are married yeah. that that really worked for me mm-hmm. yeah that, that that was that was my big feel-good moment of the entire thing <laughs> but yeah i think it was that and also just the whole uh introspection we got at the end where everyone is where we get Gendo's backstory and everyone, we're getting the closure. That uh, that was kind of my favorite part. I think for me it was it was. I mean, Village Three obviously, but I mean, also I want to point real shout out to fucking Oscar revealing under the eye patch the Ninth Angel still being yeah. alive. Just yeah. what a great fucking reveal! Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so good. Yeah. And then as and I mentioned earlier, off, by the way, oh, go ahead. as I mentioned earlier, my least favorite part is that we never got that original theme song mm-hmm. back. Mm. I'm sure there was a reason for it, but man, I just like Ben said, I at least wanted like the instrumental to play in the background of one scene or something, but we we never really got that. Yeah. So. But you know, you can't hear everything you want. In true, life. true. For me, least favorite part is um, there's a part in the, and they talk about the, the seed arc of all this, and just like it's just Ritsko explains the whole thing to Katsuragi, but she would already know all of yeah. this. Yeah, it's a and bit so of a it weird. Was a very, clunky thing movies have to do sometimes for they explain things characters what already know to each other and i was just like all right i get it it's it's just one of those things you're like you couldn't find a better way to do mm-hmm. this yeah what my you, least man? favorite part uh every time a wasn't on screen i think i think <laughs> she, oh wow you really did not like this yeah, movie <laughs> she played a very yeah. integral role and every time she didn't she wasn't there i was sorely disappointed uh Honestly, I can't really—I can't really think of any low points. I think there were some like techno ba- techno babble during the movie that I just kind of zoned out for. But other than that, like, I thought like I, I can't really think of a lot of negative things to say about it. I think we can put Ben as the number one Ibuki fan in the world. Absolutely, yes. He he really really loves. Ibuki. I don't know what it is, but I've just and. Every since I was a kid, I've always been drawn to those random characters in the background that don't really get a lot that don't really have a lot to do and don't really get a lot of love and attention. But don't worry, I'm watching, I'm paying attention, and I and I appreciate you, Ibuki. <laughs> I think I know who who Ben's favorite character will be in Goron Lagan. Mm. Mm. You have to tell I'll me. I'll tell you afterwards. You'll tell me so afterwards. Far. Yeah. 
called shot. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the movie. That's all we got. That it was. It's been a hell of a ride, mm-hmm. gentlemen. And I enjoyed it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to our next mm-hmm. our next yeah. project. Before before we go, I would like to kind of know y'all's definitive ranking of all of the movies. Like and uh, death and rebirth, if you want, uh, or the rebuilds. Like, what's y'all's definitive ranking? If we're including end, then I would say for me, it's probably it's pretty easy for me. It's two, four, end, one, three. Mm-hmm. From best, from I know you from guys, best I, to worst. Yeah, best okay. to worst. I think mean, two is like legitimately one of my favorite uh, anime movies. I mean, honestly, just a really, really great movie in my opinion. I I, I could watch it again right now probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's just a big a big high point for me. Everything just really, really works in that one. Um, and then we just talked about it for I mean, the movie is just it's just such a good has such a crazy amount of closure that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. End is I think. On, if I was just being like an objective film person, I think End might rank number two for me, yeah. just because I think I just I do think it's really fucking well made. But obviously, I have my personal hitches about it that kind of bring it a little bit yeah. down. One is just an incredible way to tell like the first five to six episodes of Evangelion in a little bit shorter of a way and a little bit higher budget, yeah. I think. And then three for me is it's a swing. I don't really hate. I don't really dislike the movie, but it's a big swing, and it was just so overwhelming. Both times that I, I watched it, that I was just like, it's just hard for me to rank it any higher than that. Yeah, I get that. I think for me, for me, it's easy. It goes in, end at the top, two below that, four, uh, one, and then three. Pretty similar, just the end, the end and yeah. two. I switch. hate to say it. Yeah, three, three. Is at the bottom just purely because I, I like the movie. I think it's, it's, it just feels yeah. unfinished. It yeah. feels like they didn't put enough stuff in it. That's my only real reasoning. For I, mean, I hate to say it, but that is literally my exact ranking that I had. I knew it would be. I could have I could have called both of your rankings before we even did you, this. Wait, you put you put two at two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think overall 2.0 is my favorite of the rebuild movies. There's just something about it where even though like even though with four we get all this closure and it feels really good, there's just something about two. Where you get to see all these characters that you love in their prime, just kicking ass and just retelling my favorite parts of the show. But throughout it, like, End is just, I think, the more I think, I think about End of Evangelion at least three times a day. And I think it is slowly making its way onto my list of my my top ten favorite movies of all time. Because... Yeah. I mean, End has, for lack of a better term, it has juice. Yeah. It really does. And the, that very last part with Shinji and Asuka and the scene earlier in the movie when Asuka and Shinji are fighting in the mm-hmm. kitchen, those two scenes alone are pinnacle of Evangelion for yeah. me. And the, the, by themselves are probably the highest point of me being supremely taken by the series. Mm-hmm. So I do think, I mean, End is just a fucking great yeah. movie. I, I completely and agree. And on top of that, it's just the entire aesthetic of the movie just... The way yeah. the way it was animated, uh, uh, the story it tells, even though this is coming from a really jaded, angry Ano, there it works. There's something about it that works, and the 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 score, uh, and not only yeah. that, but all the promotional material that came out around it too. Because I went back and watched the original theatrical trailer for it, which had no footage from the actual movie, 
It was it was all live action, which is apparently a trend. Yeah, it was all live action footage, and then at the very end, the end of Evangelion. What? <laughs> and then they released a bunch of uh, fifteen second uh, TV spots, which is just the movie played in super like like super fast motion with Shinji screaming in the background. It felt very Adult Swim core to me before Adult yeah. Swim was a thing. But just there's just the end of Ava. It just has this whole vibe. That I really dig, and even though I love I love the rebuild movies, they don't really stick in my head as much as the end does. So I I think that is definitely in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Wow, high mm. praise! And once again, if it wasn't for this stupid idea we had to record our, our reactions to it, you might not have you might not have found one of your ten favorite movies. Yeah, you're right. I probably would have never watched Evangelion. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I don't want it to end. No, take me back. <laughs> Start the loop again. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, we reloop. Yeah, we, next week we watch. Next, here we do. Next week we, we watch episodes uh, seventeen, six, and twelve, okay. and we just we just do it okay, like that. Yeah, we'll we'll put them through a randomizer. What if what if the show makes perfect sense? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guys, you don't understand. This is a definitive way to watch the show. Yeah. Well, I'll say me and Ben's ranking of movies should be your watch yeah. order. Coming in first, never watch the Evangelion before, just watch yeah. N, <laughs> four, uh, two, uh, so N, four. 2, 4, N, uh, 2, yeah. 4, 3, and 1. 1 and or, 3. 1 and 3. Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Easy. You'll, 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 everything will make sense, promise. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> it's not that complicated. No, no, no. And then also read the PS2 uh, uh, instruction yeah, manual. Yeah, you gotta read that instruction manual. <laughs> but I mean, but you, but that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get into the show, clearly. I just thought that at no fucking point in any any material of the, of the shows are is the first ancestral race ever mentioned. Aliens being responsible for any of this is never said mm-hmm. once. I love yeah. that. This has been the Illenials Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I think you mean on x um you can find my name is seth you can find me in the things that i write on instinct-chatter.io i don't care if it's called x uh his his mama called it twitter i'm gonna call it twitter uh <laughs> which you can find me on in almost any social media at the ben powell uh follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash the ben powell i haven't streamed in a while but i will when i feel like it again Maybe you can stream the Evangelion dating game. Yes, I, I, I do want to do that. I want to somehow get a hold of it and then go through it. That will be amazing. Yeah. You can lead a Mary Iscariot to a Fuyutsuki, but you cannot make that seem make any sense. Fuck the fact this is all over, boys. We have stopped animating our giant rays in traditional animation and gone to 3D to real nonsense. And from the first episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion all the way to Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time, this has been the Illuminous Podcast, baby. We're out. Out.